and starting from now, from this moment forward, this moment, this will be it. It will be is the beginning of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Was, remember when Curtis actually used to go by Michael McGillicuddy? Oh my like, god, yeah. Like the early days of NXT, like Nexus days and whatnot. Yeah, um, I remember now. He did this very terrible promo. Where it's like, Here, let me <laughs> pull it up, actually. Like, oh boy. This is of McGillicuddy. Okay, here we go. I right, take it away, Axel. Oh wait, nope, that's an ad. Um, give me a sec. <laughs> take it away, Axel. <laughs> All right, take it away, Axel. This moment from now, from this moment on, this will be the moment. <laughs> starting now, of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis Axel. <laughs> you can't see it. I'm just shaking my fucking head. That, that's up there. That's it's like the worst one I've ever heard. Uh, that's Mr. Perfect's son, too. Oh, man. That was the thing he was good at. And they didn't let him do it. <laughs> they didn't let him do it. Jesus. At least we have Braun Breaker now. That's referencing, nice. Referencing the Steiner math. <laughs> Every time I think of it, I get happy. Yeah, I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not, and normal. I'm not normal. What <laughs> <laughs> a legend. I love wrestling so much. It's, it's so, so good. It's so bad. It's terrible. It's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> It's mid. It's okay. It's the it's best everything. shit you've ever seen. It's the worst shit you've ever seen. <laughs> it is we're, everything and nothing. And we're gonna talk about it today. Yeah. Welcome everyone to uh to a new episode of Boulder Punch. I'm Alec. I'm Brian. And uh you're kind of looking for we're we're planning to cover the rest of the Spider Man games. We might start next week. Um, yeah. Not to put anything on the spot. Because, uh, you know, we, we got time until October 20th. Um, and also, I just need to see if I'll even be able to replay some of them. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> I tried Amazing Spider-Man on my Steam Deck. Good, good lord, it did not work. Uh, but, but, yeah. Um, but, uh... Today, uh, well, you're in a wrestling mood, so I am. Brian's been getting back into wrestling because uh, it was a video by uh, what's this guy's uh, name? S- uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Super Eye Patch Wolf. That's right. Um, Super Eye Patch Wolf, uh, who's great, by the way. We recommend him. Yeah. Uh, it was his video on Roman Reigns called the the unreality of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's all about Roman's rise. Fall <laughs> and then, and then rise, rise again. again, and it's just it's so each, good. 
it details everything about wrestling that doesn't work at all, but then everything that works beautifully. Yes. Like, it, like for, for a while now, I've always, I've been kind of like on the edge of like, do I want to get back in? Cause like I keep tabs every once in a great while on like what, what's going on over here. What's, what's AEW all about right now? What's, mm-hmm. TNA still alive. Up oh, there on Twitch. All right, cool. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're, no. they're, they're getting bought in like five years. I'm telling you now. They, they are. They are. They will. But um, but yeah, that I've been kind of on the fringe of like, do I want to get back in? And then this video dropped, and went, okay, I'm getting back in. Yeah, I need to get back in fully. It's just a big commitment, especially if it like. Is. You want to watch both WWE and AEW because now AEW has three shows. Now oh, it has, God, it does. There's Collision on Saturdays. They threw CM Punk over there because they don't want them they to hash it out. They don't want me to watch him, apparently. They they <laughs> don't want... <laughs> Saturdays the one day I would be able to. They... <laughs> we'll talk about that whole situation because I, I don't know how much how much you know about that? Like when he got I suspended? vaguely know stuff about okay, it. Okay, I we're gonna get into it then. All it's right. a very controversial topic. Not yeah, not because of like any like no one said any slurs to my knowledge. No, but, it's just people be, have their takes on what went down. Yeah. And it's really about like who are you more inclined to believe? Mm-hmm. Um and I understand people who do not uh, believe Punk, and I understand people who do. Um, but it's yeah. a very interesting situation that uh, we'll get into. But um, first off, how, how are you doing, Brian? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, trying to think of stuff I've done outside of play prototype. Um, hmm. <laughs> Oh, I've been reading Mark Wade Flash. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. That's something. Uh, it's really fucking good. Um, yeah. I, I, I never finished that run, but I read like a decent a bit, namely like Return of Barry Allen, which mm-hmm. is one of the best Flash, sto- Flash stories ever made. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so is uh, Born to Run, which is the first real story arc of Wade's run, mm-hmm. where it's basically Wally's like new updated origin. And, uh mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. <laughs> It'd be cool if that's the Flash movie's title and the DC Born to Run. Yeah, Born to Run. We say that as if Flash will ever be in live action again. Oh, I know that that motherfucker's getting Green Lanterned. Yeah, which we'll get into in a sec. Um, but before that, we'll have something to talk about. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're doing good. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, now I do want to get into playing Prototype Two. I saw that they're on sale on PlayStation. Yeah, they're like five bucks. Yeah, I might just go ahead and do because, like, I have them on my Steam Deck too, mm-hmm. and like, I do enjoy my Steam Deck. But like, if it's on PlayStation, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that instead. Because <laughs> uh, like last time I checked, they, it was like they were only available in a box for like fifty bucks. So I guess mm-hmm. they just changed that to make it. Yeah, now they're they're separate things. Now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 
So um, that way you can get the good one or prototype one. Yeah. <laughs> God, we, we talked about this already. How did people back in 2012 think prototype two was somehow a downgrade to prototype it's one? Better in every way. It plays like a video game now. Right. It 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 looks good. It looks good. It has a character with a character. James um, Heller is the funniest man alive. He hates everything. And refuses to die. <laughs> because he's too angry. It also gives me like a big and I guess this first game too, it has a big like War of the Worlds 2005 vibe. Mm-hmm. We should watch that before we get to the Marisong. Cause we should. War of the Worlds is really good. Because, like, someone brought it up lately, and I was God, I remember this movie fucking traumatized me. Because it's a horror movie. It's straight up a horror movie. Oh, 100% it is. Like, it's like Last of Us, but with aliens. <laughs> like, pretty much, yeah. You're, the two parts that stuck out the most to me were, were the things with Ogilvy, who was a character from the original book, because I read it when I was a kid. But he was nothing like he was in the movie. Um, and and the part where they put all the people in the big meat sack and like fucking liquid. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And the only reason they lost in that movie was because they, they got our germs. Like if they didn't get sick, we would have yeah. fucked. Tom nope. Cruise would be dead. Yeah. No more SpongeBob. <laughs> I just remember that because I remember Dakota fanning in that movie watching Spongebob and I was like, yo, based. (laughs) Fun fact for those who don't know, I've talked about it a few times. My mom was actually like best friends with Tom Cruise in high school. This isn't like a thing I'm making up. I have photo evidence. Um, (laughs) You've seen it, right? I I have. Yeah. and uh, so, like, she was telling us about this around the time War of the Worlds came out. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to see my mom's friend from high school in this movie. And I see the movie and I leave the theater screaming because <laughs> I'm watching people get get liquidized. <laughs> like, Yeah. This movie was PG-13. How? <laughs> Steven Spielberg, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we should watch that. People, there were people who said it was bad. I think they just expected it to be like a big time actiony blockbuster for the whole family. hundred percent, they did. They they yeah. marketed it wrong. Yeah, because this is something very different out of Spielberg's wheelhouse. He hasn't really done horror, really. Like, yeah, not not really. Neither like is... the closest I could say is Close Encounters of maybe, but even then, that's not horror. I'd say, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, I guess, because like you know, the mixture of marketing and people, and like, oh, this will be a fun movie, and they see it and they're like, oh, this is really dark and depressing and disturbing. Yeah, they, they watch it, it's like, oh my god, Spielberg, what happened? And and then the aliens just kind of die at the end, and it's like, there's you- no. There's no big final battle where Tom Cruise punches out the the alien queen's heart yeah. or whatever. It was it's an interesting role for Tom Cruise too, because yeah. like he's like supposed I, to be action hero savior man, and here he's guy running for his fucking life. Yeah, he's he's kind of kind of a shithead dad. Like yeah, 
God, we, we let's rewatch it like soon after Jackass. After we watch Jackass one, there um, we go. It's gonna be funny watching Jackass three, and none of it's gonna be in three D. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that was the gimmick. Oh my god. <sighs> but yeah. So um, before we get into the news, we have a, a big thing to talk about. That was a bit. This is pretty overdue because um yeah. Cause just because we've gotten caught up with other things and like timing timing of certain things, but um, we we didn't want to talk about it really in an episode where we just kind of bitch and moan about stuff. Yeah, like the the past two episodes in a row have been basically just that. So past three, even like yeah, yeah, true. So we we want to like have we want it to be in the, in like a better less negative environment but um uh for those you all probably know this already but um uh John Romita senior um unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago mm-hmm. he was 93 right he was yeah it was yeah. it was like 92 or 3 mm-hmm. that's a long time like i'm i'm glad yeah. he got to live as long as he did but yeah it this really crushed us because i mean you guys obviously know we're we're Spider-Man fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at where we started with with the podcast and whatnot. Right. But Ramita's art has been a big influence on the both of us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was '93. Mm-hmm. It was June twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It 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 came really out of nowhere. Which is, <clears throat> it, it's hard to say, you know, like, mm. how do you sum up a man's entire work and life in like just a few words? But like growing up reading Spider-Man and like his work always stuck out to me. Yeah, no, What when I think Spider-Man, his art is like what I usually envision. Yeah, when I think it's like, like either him or Mark Bagley. Yeah, when I think yeah. classic Spider-Man, I think I think John Romita. When I think modern, I think like Mark Bagley, Ultimate, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, no, like he, I I have a. So did do you remember the like? I don't know if you ever got this or if you ever saw this, but like the the Spider-Man one DVD gift set thing. Uh, I never got that. No. Yeah, I it it's. There are copies of it that are like still sealed available <laughs> on eBay for like 20 bucks. Damn. Like I, I would recommend people get it because um it comes with a piece of art that Ramita Sr. and Ramita Jr. made. And it's nice. like a recreation of um, ASM Amazing Fantasy 15's cover. Nice. And I still have that in my room. I'm really glad I have that. But yeah, no, he he was very influential in just Sp- Spider-Man would not be what he is without John Romita Sr. No. Like all the work he's done, the characters he co-created, like it, it Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a bit uh like Again, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, 
but like, yeah. he he was legitimately just like one of the best there ever was. Mm-hmm. And we both send all the love and support to John Romita Jr. Because um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's that's a very it's one of the hardest things anyone has to go through. I yeah. hope I hope he and the Romita family and their friends. I hope we hope they're all doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're all okay. Yeah, like I said, sorry, this is like so overdue, but like like we said, that the timing of the episodes that we were we were already making at the time just it wouldn't have felt right. Yeah, so, I did. You know, like I we 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 said our piece on on Twitter the day of, but like this is like th- yeah. yeah. What was your favorite piece of Ramita's work? Oh, or like man. a few of your a few of your favorite. A few of my favorites. Um. Okay, I'm trying. I know that there was this one cover from Amazing Spider-Man where it's like it's Spider-Man like running on the wall, or it, it's him on the wall as there's like a spotlight on him and the cops are surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's always been one of my favorite, mm-hmm. my favorite covers. Um, trying to trying to think of anything else specific. Uh, of course when um. You know when Mary Jane first debuted that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and the the best one out of all is Spider Man No More. Yes, God, Ugh. the that image of just him walking away from the suit it's, in the trash can is it, like one of the best images ever. It might be the most iconic, icon, iconic, iconic. iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like it's a comic app from two thousand nine. Um. <laughs> it's one of the most iconic images in comics history because every comic is basically just done that or done done a reference to it. Like yeah, Spencer and Locke even like it, nope. like uh, this is my usual recommendation of Spencer and Locke by by David Peppos <laughs> and it it it's it, it one I'm not going to spoil it, but it does have a reference to spider-man no more in it and it's really effective and really good um like yeah it um his entire work in the night when stacy died and and green goblin mm-hmm. last stand like mm-hmm. just perfect like yep. um and just he's, he co-created mary jane as yeah. we as we know her, like yep. again, like we said, Spider Man would not be what he is without John Romita Senior. Comics in general probably wouldn't be comics in general. Yeah, like because I I would argue like John Romita basically his style kind of became the new standard once mm-hmm. he took over for just like comics in general. And that yeah, time. it did, didn't it? Because like. He his he had, like it's not I wouldn't say like realistic but like more detail in like characters and action and like he he kind of paved that way for like he he was a flashpoint in the art of yeah. comics yeah like everything felt cartoony but also like tangible down to earth yeah yeah yeah. You know, like, like it's just 
This is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and those those classic Spider-Man poses of him like crouched down with raising one fist and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like no one did it like him. No. And um one of my other favorite covers is the one when you know Green Goblin finds out who Spider-Man is. Yes, and, yes. And oh. like he's tied up and being dragged through the air with his mm-hmm. clothes being torn up. Yeah. I love that I, Spider-Man. I'm shocked one. that hasn't been like uh, like homage more. <laughs> it should be. Cause like I mean I mean Rain Spider-Man one is like a is like a two hour homage to John Marmita's work. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, they do, they basically adapt, you know, like when Stacy died with MJ, except she doesn't, and Green Goblin's last stand, and they have that cover in when they have Green hook up Spider-Man and take him to the, to the abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it's very unfortunate that he's gone, but, um, we're glad he got to have as long as as long of a life that he did. And mm-hmm. I, again, we send all of our love to the Romita family and their friends. And we hope they are all doing okay and that they are doing well. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I'm I know I'm like and rambling. Just I want I want to express we are sending our love to them. Yes. So, yeah. Any any other things you want to you want to add to that? Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to say that as like a thing to put you on the spot. I- <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. No, just I'm like it's still just he again. He was just one of the fucking best there ever mm-hmm. was or ever will be, mm-hmm. and like. You know, it's it's sad to sad that he's gone, but you know, happy happy we had him at all. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. All right, so let's get into some news. Uh, we actually there's actually a n- new piece of news I just saw that's good. Uh, Greg Frazier is returning as the cinematographer for the Batman Part Two. Yay. Should have gotten a nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? I, I, I think the Batman got nominated for a couple things, but I Let me see. I wanna I wanna make sure I'm right, but yeah, give give your thoughts on that. Um good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was I'm, not nominated. Damn, he deserved uh, it. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's he's really fucking good. He's the one of the best in the game right now, especially when it comes to using the volume because he's the mm-hmm. only one that knows how that thing fucking works. He does. They you mean can't him use it for yeah. midday, idiots. You can't. <laughs> it looks bad. It looks does not look good. It's used for twilight or dawn or night. You or breaking you, dawn. You cannot use it in the middle of noon. <laughs> you can't. 
It's it's uh, they need him back at Mando. <laughs> like, oh my god. god, they need him. Uh, but but yeah, no this this is very good news. Um, so I've seen some people criticize Bat- the Batman cinematography of like being too dark. I think it works well because there's enough contrast that it works. Oh fuck, it's a Batman movie. <laughs> like, and also it does still have that neon noir vibe to it. Yeah, the, there is so much more contrast in that compared to like, you know, look back to fucking like Mando right now. Yeah. Also, they did a very specific method of, of doing the cinematography. Like, they printed it on this certain type of film then they like mm. transferred that into digital then i think back to film or vice mm. versa i'm not sure but like that's why it looks it the specific that's why it has that very grimy look to it um that that reminds me of um when they were making the animated series like a batman mm-hmm. animated series uh for a lot of scenes they would actually like you know paint and draw like all the characters on black paper Mm. which really gives it that sort of like dark and grainy feel to it yeah i love that that's cool yeah Yeah. but yeah like my favorite thing about the movie cinematography is like how it is around the sides Mm -hmm. like it looks like it looks it's so weird but it it works for the movie's themes of like Mm -hmm. Cutting through the noise in order to like make an actual change. Yeah, we need. I need to rewatch it again soon. Okay, God, I. What am I doing? I need to rewatch it. It's been too long. Uh, but yeah, any any other thoughts you have on that? Uh, no, just good. And I hope the Batman Two is is still good. Hopefully. James, don't fuck it up. Fuck it up. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <sighs> Speaking of something that was fucked up, this is this, this is gonna be a quick thing. We just got it. We just gotta address it. Um <sighs> Flash is in the shitter right now. Uh <laughs> Uh so um, it had a 73% drop from its second weekend. It's second to Morbius and being the worst. I was about to say, that's like almost, that's like historic. That that doesn't happen. Like Morbius at least had a way smaller budget. It had only, I think it, it only had a $75 million budget. Yeah, it had a way smaller budget and it had the excuse of being about a character no one liked or gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. This is the Flash that has the fourth most popular DC character hero, at least arguably. Yes, because um, obviously, like Harley Quinn is way up there, but like Harley and Joker, yeah, yeah. But like in terms of like the Justice League, Flash is number four. Mm-hmm. And like you have that, you have two Batman, one of them nostalgia from 30 years ago that the target audience doesn't really care about or remember but they think they do what they think and then they watch the movie and they don't (laughs) 
but got like and but and because of all this it's it's it was like the budget was nearly they say it's it's only 200 million they're lying they're they're full of shit they're trying to hide it yeah like indiana jones is wearing it loud and proud (laughs) oh harrison ford buddy i'm sorry apparently the movie's okay you know yeah i've heard the movie's fine like it it's like it's at least a better send-off than crystal skull was Mm -hmm. but that mean a whole lot yeah also stop de-aging 80 year old men into their 30 year old selves just recast them please just alden is right there just get him he's right there he's waiting or if you need to cast someone who looks exactly like Harrison when he was young, Anthony Ingruber. He's right there. He's right there. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> you fools. <sighs> I... <laughs> it's so... Oh, he did play 1944 Indiana Jones. Then why'd they do that? <laughs> he, was, he was the double used in there. Why'd they break his face? He also played young Harrison Ford in another movie, The Age of Adeline. Why did they melt his face with CGI? Blah, blah, blah. He also voiced Joker in the Batman Telltale series. Oh, he was really good. Yeah. Surprised he's into more stuff. Right? But, but, but yeah, like, he... Basically, he can do it, so just do it. <laughs> like, do it. Uh, you can't the, do it. The, the flush. The, the flush. You know what they also can't do? Make a Supergirl hot toy. No, they cannot. <laughs> Why does it look like digitally de-aged Matt Smith fused with Tom Holland? This, this head sculpt artist hated her. He did. Like, yeah, head. Every single aspect of this movie is so cursed, and it's so funny. Every do- time. They had to do a buy one, get one f- ticket thing just this past weekend. It's... It, it is never... One month and two days later, it's on stream. <laughs> yeah. It's on digital at the very least, but it will be on streaming. It's over. It's done. Like the the fact they would have made more money if they made it a tax write-off is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. They would have saved a lot. Like, and you know what? They probably would have made way more money with Batgirl. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like. Because Batgirl had a had like a budget of five dollars and a dream. Five dollars and a dream, baby. That's all you need sometimes. That's all you need. And like, look, it had it. it <laughs> you have Batgirl, but you also have you also have Brendan Fraser as a villain. Yeah, yeah, Brendan Fraser as Firefly, and you have that bonus draw of Michael Keaton Batman hanging out sometimes. And J.K. Simmons is is Gordon. Yeah, and people love J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so easy to just and again that 
the budget was nothing compared to this one. So even if it only made like 200 million at the box office, that's like 125 million right in your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's a profit. Nope. nope. You had to make bad movie. Also, I got pulled from from fifteen hundred thieves. When that happens, that means it's a complete failure. It's it's a failure. It's done. It's over. Because if the movies theaters are not gonna pay like the fee to show it anymore, that's it. Because it's not making money. Because they're not getting tickets. People weren't going to see it. People are still just seeing Spider Man. We would know. We both saw it in theaters. Yeah, and there was no one in my theater at all. There was like six other people. Like, granted, no, I went on a Tuesday. Tuesday. I went on a Tuesday, but that's discount day. Right? That's when a lot of people go. That's the good day. And nobody was in there to see the flash. No one wanted to see the flush. Long story short, this movie's a failure. It's, yep. it's over. And I'm very so, happy about that. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy <laughs> the, the CinemaCon Connors are done. The fucking con men. We, unfortunately, you know, obviously, it's going to be a while until we ever see Flash again. Oh, yeah, no, Flash is gone forever. Again, he's but, getting Green Lanterned. Yeah. There will, be, there will be many talks for years of like, oh, we almost put Flash in this movie, but we cut him out at the last second. Or like, we thought about it, but we, we thought it'd be better to put this guy in instead. Uh, hopefully, maybe they'll have, especially because the DC, the DCU is going to be where hero, where superheroes already exist. Mm-hmm. Like when we go into it, they'll probably just do Barry existed, he's gone. Wally's yep. the Flash now. They're definitely doing Wally, just off the yeah. bat because like we've had a decade straight of Barry. We don't need him anymore. We don't. We can kill him. <laughs> We have the technology. <laughs> that technology is called the delete key. If we do need Barry, though, just use Grant, please. Yeah, just use Grant for, like, a couple scenes. Yeah. Like, just enough so that, like, he, you know, isn't thrown back into the thing he spent ten years doing forever. But, like, enough that he gets his due because he deserves it. But, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, th- Digitally de-aged fake CGI man John Jade Garrick will be there. We don't know who played him. They don't know who played him. We don't know who that was supposed to be. They don't know who that was supposed to be. It was a GTA 5 creator character. It was the it was the generic face from Saints Row 3. From fucking, from fucking SmackDown vs. Raw. <laughs> Just like Oliver John. Fighting Sheamus. Uh, <sighs> but, but yeah. Um, I think that's all we got to say about The Flash. Yep. Unless anything big happens, I think that's where we're gonna put a pin in it for good here. Yeah, there, there's really nothing else to say other than this movie is a complete failure in every regard. Yeah, we're not going to like do a weekly report of haha, failed again, blah blah blah. We just right, the, there's nothing we, to do there. We just had to talk about the aftermath 
of yeah. everything. But you know, yeah. we'll talk about weekly though. Superman. My adventures with him. It's true. Next week, baby. Next week, because because there have been more. Uh, there have been a couple clips that have come out. New new spots. I need this. New like images. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I I love I love Clark so much. He knows so much about dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> they they released a uh, like you know how No Way Home did a pop up Daily Bugle thing, yep. like for targeting. They I guess they did something for Superman, but for but somewhere I don't know where they did it, but um, they did one for like the Daily Planet. And they do interviews with all the Superman, with all the characters. And it's about, like, uh, best date night in Metropolis, the intern edition. So Lois and Jimmy are both interns at this point. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like that they're all in the same. Like, Lois is, like, the higher-ranking one. But, like, yeah. they're all still, like, interns. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Lois and Jimmy have really fun ones. But Clark is... is <laughs> Um, well, I don't exactly know. I'm new in town, so... I mean, I do like to eat. I like to eat a lot. I have a big appetite. Not like abnormally big, obviously. I'm a normal man. I eat the normal amount. So, I guess dinner, does that help? Wait, did did Lois ask you this? Because I'm happy to do whatever she wants at all. I'm available. I love him so much. So real. He's so fucking real. Show me the greatest romance you've ever seen. I need to find that tweet. Hold on. It's of like like the same energy. This is like a tweet that was made like forever ago. Of like just like joking about Superman trying to be normal. Like I need to. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, where it's like, all right, super salad. What? Uh, just a regular salad, please, for a regular man. A regular man. It's like okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a game for my Nintendo Switch. Can't go wrong with Super Mario. I can't look around. <laughs> Don't you have regular Mario? What? Because I'm a regular man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The show gets it. They get it. They said they said that Jor-El's design is based on Big Boss. Big Boss! <laughs> I'm, I'm winning. You're getting everything you want. Everything I need. You know what you're supposed to do. Win. Win. And it's watch a two the episode. shit out of Superman. It's a two-episode premiere, too. Yep. I think by the time this episode goes live, it'll be the day after, right? It's like, it's, they say midnight July 6th, but like going, it's like technically July 7th. So okay, it's like, I was about to ask, is this Thursday midnight or Friday midnight? Friday midnight. So like, okay. a, by this time next week, it will have just come. Okay. Like a few hours Watch prior. it. Yeah. Like, and it'll be on max next day anyway, so. Okay, good. Yeah. I watch God, it. I, I would love to do a live watching of it, but I don't know. Can we do it online? I we can. I don't know if we can. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. I might find a way. I'm gonna look into yeah. that. Yeah, I'd love to watch it with you and Trey and others if 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 we can. 
Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, we're both very excited for this. And it's getting really good reviews too. So Yeah. Season two is I think they said they it's already renewed for season two. So it better be. I need like six of these. If Zoslav cancels it, it's time to bring out the doohickey. I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. No. We need it now more than ever. <laughs> for for many reasons. Um Uh, that's a that's a whole other can of worms, but but yeah. So next up, though, um, so I can't find an actual source on this. I assume mm-hmm. it's just something he talked about in a John Wick interview in like passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure this will be his like next project. Um, if if they can even get the full green light for it, um, but uh. So we know Chad Stelsky is making is making a movie about Ghost of Tsushima, and we're both iffy about that because the game is so and has a lot of storylines and a lot of characters that shouldn't be cut out. Like, and like the whole appeal of the game, at least to me, is it's a Kurosawa movie that you can play, mm-hmm. and if you take that part away, it's just a Kurosawa movie. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm like, yeah, like if it is well made and is well well written and is good, 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 you know, like I'll I'll live with changes, if, you know, but all I ask is that they don't cut out Masako, and that's about it. Yeah, everyone else. I'll live, but go bow and arrow man. <laughs> I forget his name. Me too. It's been. I need to replay it. It's. I haven't it's played. A, I haven't played the director's cut with with Iki Island. I haven't played that yet. I should. I um, need to play it again for the man who just threw beer on a guy and then a torch after God. talking to him. My goat. <laughs> So cool. and oh. then cut his fucking head off. Yeah, he's so good. And then you got Lord Shimura on the ma- on the hill going. <gasps> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, he killed him. You didn't follow the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> that haven't been invented yet. We broke the rules. <laughs> the but, rules of battle. The rules of war. <laughs> but but yeah, so Chad Stelsky's and what he said was that. He wants this to be an anti-samurai samurai movie. And nerds samurai got mad about this. Cool. Yeah, and you play the game and you realize this game hates samurai. Yeah, like... They're all stupid idiots. Really see the divide in these... Between people who, like, play a game and people who play a game. Like, they I'm not even trying... <laughs> Like, and like, I'm not saying you can't play a game just for fun, you know. Obviously, mm. but like, there, it's like people who play a game and, and act like they know everything when they didn't pay attention. Probably didn't play many of the cycle. I don't know. I'm not trying to be the gauge of, you know, what makes you a real fan of a game or something. But the point mm. is with this, like, people are mad at this and saying that he doesn't understand. And it's like, guys, 
the game is a condemnation of the samurai. The game literally spells out, the samurai would have lost if Jin did not do what he did. Literally. You cannot win by walking into an open field with a sword in your hand going, fight me to one guy as 17 of them surround you. That's not how wars are won. Especially when it's like they're dealing with a culture they don't understand. <laughs> and who have decided we're just going to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Because like, like, like Koton Khan said, Koton Khan studied them. He paid attention. Yeah, yeah like, and he's like, man, these guys are idiots. This going to be so easy. <laughs> they just walk up to me and expect a fair fight. Why would I fight fair? Why would anyone fight fair? Why would anyone? Like, cheat to win. And like, it's they, the keep, best. they keep bringing up the code of honor. And like we talked about, it is code debated. of honor bullshit. It's debated whether or not it existed or it, it was like it's, what, what they said it was. It's propaganda. Yeah, like, because guys, the samurai weren't noble warriors. They were mob enforcers. They were mob enforcers for rich people. Rich people would hire samurai to protect their property. Yeah. They were not noble warriors seeking to protect the innocent. No, they protect whoever paid them the most. Yeah, and like, we're not saying we're experts or anything on on samurai either. We're not historians. No. We've taken history classes and have seen... I I have access to this thing called Wikipedia. (laughs) And even on there, it says, the samurai were bullshit. Like, the concept of Bushido isn't what people think it is because like in the 19th century they kind of at least like either japan or the west kind of like into being something more noble than it actually was i think um, it was the west they tried to equivalent to chivalry from like yeah that's, and that's stuff. It. yeah and it's like and, and it's like no guys they saw it they were like, assholes and like even though this game goes ahead with the with the 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 code of Bushido that that has been like compared to chivalry and whatnot. This game still condemns it and the samurai because they're not, they're going to allow people to die in order for to the maintain. sake of bullshit honor. Yeah. Like even though this game still has this concept that isn't quite historically accurate, it at least still tries to tell a story about how, Samurai were not perfect in any they were not like even in this idealized noble warrior mindset, they're going to let people die if if they don't do something about it, but they won't because honor. But Jin Sakai does. That's the whole point. He rejects the samurai code because he decides No, we're stupid. We're gonna let people <laughs> die dumb. if we keep doing this. <laughs> like what if instead we won? Whoa, what a concept. <laughs> and then you got his uncle going, No, Jin, your dick is too big. You can't be a samurai like this. No. I'm gonna fight you. You kill me or I kill you. And then Jin goes, Nah, and just leaves. That's the canon ending, right? In I think my they head said- it is. I think they said that if they were to make a sequel, 
that might be the can the canonical ending mm. because it makes the most sense for his character. It does. Like, and you could say it makes it does also make sense for him to want to at least give his uncle one last thing, like give him his honor in terms of like you know, like as as like a, as like an apology for sure. But right. The point is that Jin is the one who breaks the cycle of this whole honor shit. Like, because like he says, "I have, I have no honor, but I will not kill my only family." I'm like, right. That just makes more sense to me, right? Yeah. But yeah, this is just another case of gamers not paying attention to story or politics because they believe. There are no such thing as politics in games like this. Of course not. Last of Us 2, that's very political. That's where it started. That's where it started. We have to go back. <laughs> Stop it. You're on their side, don't forget. I choose to forget. If anyone wants to be on my side, I won't, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <sighs> but, but yeah, any any other thoughts you got on that? No, just I I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. And he's right. It's anti samurai story. Mm-hmm. It's about the ninjas. He does from what he does talk about, he does get it, you know? Yeah. I would hope that he plays it, that he's played it, you know? <laughs> like Right. Like as as much as we have like given criticism of Craig Mazin, right? Uh he needs to stop talking. He does, but he has at least played Last of Us. We know right. he has. Like he has gushed about how he has played it and how he's a fan of it and whatnot. And has always wanted to do something with it forever. Um So I would hope Chad would do the same thing. And I feel like he would. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's about it for that. The Spider-Man 2 uh, theme got revealed. Um, it's very good. Very good. I, I like the, the little updates they do. To- it reminds me of how they kind of, like, changed the, the time signature for Tom's and Home. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like in Homecoming it was like do 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 do, and then in Far From it was like do 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 do. Like mm-hmm. they kind of do something similar here, so I think that's cool they're doing that. Um, same thing with Miles of Steam; they've made some updates to it. Then <laughs> Satan, Satan. <laughs> we hear Venom's theme at the end, and I've seen. Someone quotes me saying, "Like this sounds like a child at a at a at a keyboard trying to make a spooky theme." I'm like, "No, it sounds like a Frankenstein theme." Yeah, that's why it's good. It sounds like Frankenstein's monster, and I like that. Venom in this universe is a laboratory gone wrong. Yeah, on sexual. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oscorp laboratory experiment gone. 
God. No, with, with Norman and Dr. Connors doing doing the Jack faces. <laughs> Pointing at Harry in the tank. Yes. God, someone make this, please. I, I'm, I wish I was so I could make this, but I am not. So someone please make this. Brian, do you have an assignment for when you get your tablet? I understand. You know what you must do. I know, Make him I know the work that must be done. Make him wish he were dead. <laughs> but, but, you know, what, uh, what do you think about, about everything? Uh, they're, they're very good. They're, they're, they, they all feel like the, they fit with the characters, which is mm-hmm. what, what's really important when it comes to themes like this. And mm-hmm. again, Venom's theme just sounds cool as shit. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, and I yeah. guess it confirms that the other piece of music we heard is is Craven's theme. Yes, which is also great. Also very good. I love it. Just sounds like a siren. It's uh... <laughs> people keep trying to compare like this all to like the score for Spider Verse. It's like guys don't like if you're That's gonna compare. Fair. Every score to Spider Verse, you're not gonna like anything. <laughs> like that's not fair, guys. It isn't. Spider Verse is on a whole other level, man. It is. But John Pajano's score is still good. It's still really good. Like I'm I'm tired of pretending it's not. <laughs> like ugh, But yeah, no. Very good stuff. Glad that we're getting more and more updates like every two weeks, it seems. It's good. Yeah. We'll probably get a story trailer. This upcoming month, maybe a comic. I don't know, cause like, cause like, like we said, like a lot of studios have pulled out Comic Con this year. Yup. DC hasn't said whether or not they're going. Um, they have the easiest slam dunk of all time. They should, you know. It's, uh, gonna, it's gonna fail. <laughs> they're gonna, but they're gonna fuck up. They haven't said if if Marvel Games has pulled out or not. Or if they're going to be there or not. So maybe they will be there. And they'll talk about Spider-Man. Maybe maybe a bit about the Captain America Black Panther game. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But um, Yeah, any, any other thoughts you got? Uh, no, not really. Just, you know, it's... Music good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, actually, so the there's a big thing that's next. Oh, let's push that to like before we talk about the two trailers. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about the two topics after it, so um because they're they're kind of smaller, but mm-hmm. uh there's a new Avatar game coming out. By Avatar we mean Last Airbender. Um fifteen years late. <laughs> Now, to be fair, there were three Avatar games, one for each season back in the day. The the weirdly, like, the first Avatar game took place after season one, but was a whole original story, but wasn't season two at all. <laughs> I never finished it. I never finished it. I just remember that, like, when I picked it up, it was, like, right after the, the season one finale. And I was like, oh no, Zuko's kidnapped. 
we got we gotta save her because video game. Um, and I was like, this is weird. And then and then uh, there was uh, the Burning Earth, I think is what season two's game was called, and that was actually like an adaptation of season two, like the game was. And then there was one for season three called Into the Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems to be a game that's combined all of them, I think. Like, it, it's a very short trailer. It's like yeah, 50 seconds. And they really just show, like, puzzle stuff. They don't show, like, combat or anything. But it seems like you play through... I mean, you're not going to play through every nook and cranny. We're not going to go through the Great Divide. I hope not, anyway. Jesus Christ. Um, but, like, but they're adapting a lot of the big moments in this game. So I think that's cool. Um, it's 50 bucks. It's not a AAA game at all. Um, but it doesn't have to be, you know? Right. But, but what do you think about it? Yeah, it looks like a video game. <laughs> I will not be playing it, but I'm not upset that it exists. Coward. Listen. If this Go came on. out a decade ago like it was clearly supposed to, I'd be all in. Fraud. Yes. <laughs> Tell me you don't got fifty dollars. I don't. <laughs> it's all going to other places. <laughs> all going to Spider-Man too. It is. Cause games are fucking expensive now. Yeah. The seventy-dollar game model ain't working out. It ain't. They're gonna have to. At some point soon, they're gonna have to roll up. I'm it's sure that. Yeah. But uh Yeah, so that's that. Um hopefully that'll be fun. I might try it out. We'll see. I'll wait till reviews drop, you know. Right. But so we have a rumor. Um so I think we talked about before, apparently like all the people they were gonna have for the Fantastic Four like I think the rumor was Adam Driver as Reed, Margot Robbie as Sue. Uh, Paul Mescal as uh, as uh, Johnny and David Diggs as Ben. Apparently, they all decide they decided we don't want to do this because these people cost too much. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's do. like just maybe make a smaller budget movie. No, or. T- all movies now have to cost at least $200 million. Why? No matter what. Why? It's not going into the work. No, they have to be big money. But it doesn't look like big money. But if people know we spend big money on it, they'll know it's important. Even when it's not. Uh... Like Turtles. <laughs> we spent all that money on a movie, and it looked like shit, and it was bad, and six people on Twitter liked it. 
Uh... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do those costumes look like that? Because fuck you. Why? Why is deviant Bill Skarsgård man here? Because fuck you. What? What is his story? Fuck you. The end. <laughs> That's the story. Icarus. He's okay. It's the best part of that movie, unfortunately. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Basically, <laughs> basically um, it's good. It, yeah, so apparently they might. These rumors are probably dead. There is a new rumor, though. Grain of salt, as always. Scoopers are wrong a lot of the All time. All the time. Yeah, but one said, who is going to be re- So, like, they capitalized who. Mm-hmm. People are thinking Doctor Who based on that. And there is no real implication of this one in particular. Because could be David, could be Shooty, maybe. Who knows? Could be, could be fucking Peter. Imagine Peter Capaldi is re. He could do it. He could do it. He's just, he's just, he's, he's, getting, old. he's like, he's getting old. Like he's going to be 70 soon. So, uh, but I, I wouldn't complain. I don't know. Right. It depends on what they want to do. But, um, but people are now speculating it's Matt Smith. Mm hmm. I would much prefer this over Adam Driver. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we both were in the camp of, we don't dislike the idea of Adam Driver as Reed, right? No. It's just that, you know, like, we have other options we'd rather, yeah, we'd rather see. Um, one of them in my mind's up was Matt Smith. For, like, the past several years, I was like, please get Matt Smith. Get him out of Morbius, please. Make him be Reed. Put him in a good movie. Please. He hasn't had one of those for a while. For a while. Apparently, people are split on Last Night and So, but a lot of people liked him in that. Okay, he has one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, like, he'd be really good. He, like, his doctor is pretty... Like, I mean, he's obviously a lot, more, he's a lot more goofy and eccentric, but he's pretty close to Reed. Like, he has the chops to do it. Like, someone who's, like, kind of, like, wise beyond their years, kind of, like, you no know, old soul, kind of, but, like, you know, very smart, very mm-hmm. eccentric, um, but can be very scary, too. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if we get to see Matt Smith as the maker. Wouldn't it, it, it'd be perfect? It. It'd be the perfect casting. Like, yeah. if they say that, like, Matt Smith is playing Reed Richards, I'm there day one. No, yeah. no question. Like, I will stomach whatever dog shit CGI there is for him. 
Yep. He can do it. I think he can do it. Like, just give him the gray streaks. Boom. You're good. Just do it. Like, he, he, he is the, like, one of the best choices, I would say. Like, if they have to get another Doctor Who actor, I'd say uh, Sasha DeLon. Because that, that's something you said, too, back mm-hmm. in the day. He'd be really good. He would. It's either him or Sasha DeLon. But, yeah, yeah no, if, if Matt is Reed, I think we'd both be perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Or, you know what? You want to go extra crazy? Hmm? You make it Jody. <sighs> See, I want this, but I don't want to get the hate she got for five years again. I know. But I'd also be all for it. It's so good. That would be insane. Matt Smith is 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 Reed and Jody is Jody is as as Sue. Oh man. I can see Jody as Sue. Yeah. Or Reed Sue. Jody's gonna be in something eventually. It's Doctor Who tradition. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to play a supervillain. In- you have to play a mid-supervillain. Unless you're David, then you get a really good one. And you get a really good one. But you only get to exist for one season, and then you're never for, seen for one For one movie or one season, then <laughs> you're done. But we'll always hint at your return, but never actually follow up on it. Yeah, exactly. Even though in the comics you have a healing factor. Man. What the fuck was that? That that show just completely died. Season one's like one of my favorite seasons of television. It's really good. And then... Um, and then the rest of it. Why didn't they do Purple Children for season, for season three? I don't, I don't get it. Because then they would have done something. That's obviously not what they were going for. No. Maybe maybe they were like, oh, it'll be too much like Daredevil where we take we bring back the villain from season one and whatever. But like, I don't, who no cares? Be upset about that. Oh no. David Tennant's back. The so- horror. We have to watch a good actor. We have to watch a good villain again. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just, I need to stop. <laughs> but but yeah, Matt Smith is read. Hope I hope it's true. Might not be, but I'd be very happy with it. But speaking of castings that are confirmed. Yeah. So why don't you take it away? So let me get at the the thing so I remember now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I forgot this was on the agenda for this one. Uh, <laughs> right. Remember Superman? Remember when that so. guy got movies <laughs> and existed? Kind of. Well. 
James Gunn did. So, past week, we've officially gotten our Superman and Lois castings for Superman Legacy, mm-hmm. which are uh, David Cornsweat as Clark Kent and Rachel Brosnahan. I, I can't. Brosnahan, probably. Brosnahan, thank you. Uh, as Lois. I don't know much about Rachel Brosnahan. I haven't watched Marvelous Miss Maisel. Me neither. Um, I've heard she's very good, though. Yeah. And I've seen some clips of her, and I'm like, she she has the yeah. um for Lois. David Cornsweat is, is relative, hasn't had a lead role in any movie or TV yet, but he has the juice. He, like... What little I've seen of him on, like, various clips and whatnot on Twitter and stuff has shown me, nah, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a clip from a uh, Hall, which is a show on Netflix. Apparently, it's that good, but people have said David Corn Sweat is, is good in it. And this was a clip of him trying to like get a loan from a bank or something. Mm-hmm. And he is very good. Like, yeah. when you see this man, you see that that is a yard trained actor because he yes. is. And also, he just has the look. Yeah, no, he just, he looks like Superman. And people are trying to, like, say, like, oh, they they just cast a diet Henry. This dude's gotten so much hate over the past few days after he's been cast, and it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. it was always going to happen, because, I mean, that's what people did after Robert Pattinson was cast. That's what some of them are still doing, yeah, even though it's been, like, people, a year. That's what people did with Andrew Garfield when he was cast. Mm-hmm. And with Tom Holland. Yep, like it just—it just happens, no matter what. Like, guys, the difference be—it's been nearly a decade since Henry was actually Superman. Like, people are still going and they're acting like this as if it's as if it's gonna change anything. Guys, Henry is still done. Yeah, it's over for him. He like he's moved on. Like, is he upset that he was shafted? Yeah, I would be uh, too. Yeah, he has every right to be. But he's also been like, you know, I accept it. I move on. I'm good. Superman still exists, and that's good enough for me. Yep. And the weirdest thing I've seen is, like, David Cornsweet praised Henry Cavill four years ago. Like, he always said, my pipe dream is to play Superman. I love the dark and gritty take that Henry Cavill has done. But, like, I would hope that I want the next one to be, like, lighthearted. People are fucking hating him. Like, Snyder fans are hating him for that. It's somehow I mean, how dare something. he call those dark and gritty movies dark and gritty? Are you guys not gonna? Are you guys gonna act like the movies you like that you have said we love them for being dark and gritty and for adults are not that? <laughs> like they, they have to switch up the narrative every time so that they have an argument. They're genuinely psychotic. It's a it's an actual like they think they can rewrite reality. To make everyone think that everyone loved Henry and never had an issue with him or his take on Superman or anything. And that he was beloved by women, children, men, God alike. And that recasting him is a crime against the fucking universe. And really, it's just not... It's just it's not that big a deal, guys. Like, the Snyder Cut, like, Reddit page I saw is like, 
going fucking insane and being like, if you say that James Gunn didn't horribly fire Henry Cavill, you will be kicked out. Like, guys, he was never hired. Someone even making conspiracy theories that that David Corrence was cast four years ago in 2019 and it was all part of Jeff Johns' master plan. It's like, guys, I don't know if you paid attention or not. DC doesn't know what they're doing tomorrow. They don't know what they're doing an hour from now. They don't know what they just did. <laughs> they don't plan shit out four years in advance. They don't know how to do that. Yes, DC, the company, their their slate from 2014 definitely happened. That cyborg yeah. movie was crazy. Yeah, I love the part when... And, and that other part when... And don't forget... Oh, and also the post credit scene when... God, what a movie. So good. The movie of all time. The movie of all time. But, but yeah, no. So I think we're both pretty happy with David Corden Sweat's casting. Yeah. Like, time will tell, obviously, on how he does. But like, I have, I have faith. Like, if James sees something in these actors, I'm gonna trust him. And also, fun fact is, I, I, I don't, I hesitate to say first because I don't know exactly, but. David Corn Sweat is Jewish, and we have a Jewish Superman. I think that's very cool because one, because Superman was created by Jewish writers and artists. Yep. So it's nice that it's nice that he's not Jesus, guys. He's Moses. No, what are you talking about? Look at the crosses. Get rid of them. Yeah, it's nice that after all this time of like fucking Christ imagery with Superman, we have a Jewish actor playing Clark. And I'm not going to go in expecting the movie to be very like have Judeo themes in it, you know? But it would be nice. It's nice that we have, it would be. But as it is, it is just nice that we have a Jewish Superman. Yeah, that's, it's know? it's very cool to see. Like, just like how um, it's nice we have a Jewish Spider-Man in the Cross the Spider Verse. Yeah, they, there's and, multiple. And, and, yeah, Chris yeah, Pine's and, Jewish. Yeah, and Stanberg right, is Jewish. Yeah, there's fucking three of them. Apparently, both Josh Keaton and your Lowen are Jewish there's, too. There's five. As is, they, they understand the assignment. Andrew Garfield is Jewish too. Six. Guys, it's not that hard to cast a Jewish Spider-Man. It's so easy. They did it six times. Like, like yes, it is not canon that Peter is Jewish. So, but, like, but he's Jewish coded. He was created him. by he was created by Jewish people. Like, look at him. Look at him. It, so look at where be, he lives. Listen to his dialogue. Listen to his, <laughs> especially in Ultimate. I play ref- the Ultimate. I don't acknowledge that one. I don't acknowledge that one line from Ultimate where he says, "I'm not even Jewish." Like, that yes, was, you that are. was that was a, that was a Marvel mandate. I believe. Yeah. I believe it was. 
Yeah, because Bendis has even said outright, every Peter I write is Jewish. Mm -hmm. Because Bendis is also a Jewish man. Yeah. Like, he, Ultimate Peter is my favorite. That would be nice. He's my guy. Yeah, so it'd be... I don't know. I One day, I'd like a movie or something about him. Even though it is like, it's kind of past its time, you know? Because, like, mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, every adaptation is kind of done ultimate partially right so like what's the point um but i don't know i'd like that and for i don't know whoever the next peter parker is in the future because i mean tom's gonna be him for a while. um and like but if there's ever another peter parker in the future just make him jewish just do it yeah it's so easy like look they did it in spider-verse it was that easy they did it six times <laughs> Andrew Garfield also said his Peter is Jewish so the best the best one yep. if only your movies were good if only but if only but yeah oh right last bit of a thing on like Superman Legacy uh, they have two actors possibly lined up to be Lex Alexander Skarsgård and Bill Skarsgård. They can both do it. <laughs> they just... That, every time the camera comes, <laughs> they, put the, they put the other Skarsgård brother in. <laughs> Try to get the audience to guess which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> no, every, every time there's a cut, just a new Skarsgård appears in his Lex now. Because <laughs> every time you blink, there's a new one. We get Stellan. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looming in a bald cap. Lois, I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my <laughs> dreams with ghosts because of that goddamn alien. <laughs> <laughs> I burned my life to make a sunrise that son of a bitch uses for his superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, but yeah no uh, I think both of them would be great yeah. but I really would love Bill cause yeah. we just watched John Wick chapter 4 yesterday he already played Lex <laughs> he was just French Lex Luthor he can do it there's, there's like he, he like it could be it could be seen as like but like I would like it. Or even if they call Nicholas Holt back up and said, we're sorry. You wanna, do you want to play Lex? I was supposed to be the man of tomorrow. <laughs> Not, Not him. him. Not, Not him. him. Uh, poor Nicholas Holt. I hope he gets one one day. Yeah, you you had that fan cast of him as Barry, and I I would really like that one. Yeah, or even Wally, like yeah, make him the flush, make him the flush, yeah, but good, but good. Or it could be Eobard. That'd be great too. I don't know, like like we talked about this, it feels like they are looking. Role him, they just they just are trying to find the right one. Yeah, 
Didn't work out for Batman. Didn't work out for Superman. He's he's trying on the the battle skirt and the lasso right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the wig legend. ready to go. Be legendary. Better than El Gado. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah um so yeah i'm excited for superman legacy i th- i think it's going to be good uh something i am wonder like people like this isn't like a like i'm not this isn't the debate thing people like use starman by david bowie a lot mm-hmm. for like edits about superman and want that to be like the song used in superman legacy Mm-hmm. I'd be down for it, honestly, because every time I see an editor, I get misty-eyed. Right. It's like, this is what Superman should be. I yeah. think. Yeah. No. Like, it'd be fun. But do, do you think James will do his pop song, the old drop thing? Oh, I'm sure. At the very least, they'll have, like, one or two songs. Yeah. I'm just I'm sure he'll at least he'll try to make it feel different from like Guardians and the Suicide Squad and whatnot, but I there will be at least one or two like pop needle drops. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Cause like I think yeah. that's he's the best one in the game in terms of doing that. He He's the only one DC's ever had that knows how to do it. Yep. The <sighs> only one. The only one. But but yeah, um, that's uh, anything else you want to add? First good live action Superman movie in forty years. Let's go. <laughs> One day we so got the crush. What we started, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy from Succession. <laughs> Every time I say one day, my mind just immediately goes to that bit. I just think of the kid with the with the snake tongue. The eye blink kid. Yeah. What an what an ability. <laughs> what does that even do? Like can you right. use that in battle? Like, like I know that the Xavier like, mansion isn't for like creating superheroes. It's just like it's for just for mutants in general. general. Like even yeah, so like if even if you have a power that isn't like you can't yeah, your do power anything. is your skin is slightly greener. Yeah. And like, that's it's just, it. like welcome it's to just, the school, kid. Yeah. Like but you you're a walking TV remote. Good luck. Good luck. <sighs> but but yeah, Superman Legacy, hopefully it'll be good. Um so we got two trailers. That we'll talk about. Um, we got a we got a full Five Nights at Freddy's trailer. It's a fucking Goosebumps episode, man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, there's no fighting it. Like, I'm not gonna deny it. Like, it, it can still be enjoyable and fun. Like, and also like saying Goosebumps can be scary, you know. Like, so can Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's one of the silly goosebumps. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the goofy ones. 
Yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense. FNAF is fucking goofy anyway. Yeah, no. It's... It is horror for babies. It is. It's baby. It's baby's first horror. Yeah. Like, and first actually, game... First game was pretty, you know, effective. Yeah. Like, but, you know, as they've gone on... Like, 4, I'd say, kind of was effective, too. Even though, like, they were still doing, like, Ugh, look at these scary designs. Ugh. Like, the point was it was a child's nightmare, basically. Um, right. So, like, you know, that was effective. But then it just got... As soon as we got the sister location, what are we doing anymore? What's what's going on here? Yeah, this is... Just, all right, we're... Bleh. Like, there, there are some changes happening in the lore here, which I think the lore is pretty interesting, but it just got very stupid as time went on. Um, so here, unless they're doing like, like, um, like subversive editing here, William Afton is still alive Mm -hmm. during this and he's not supposed to be. Yeah. He's He's supposed to be rotting in a box somewhere. Yeah. He's supposed to be spring locked already and rot in the back room. Um, like, but he, he's alive here. And he's talking with Mike. And people are saying, oh, in this version, our, is Mike not going to be his son? But people are pointing out, like, uh, there are certain things that make it seem like he will be still. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he still has a little brother that died, apparently. So they're going to do that. Um, and also, Mike, get, not Mike, uh, William is going under Steve. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, but so he's still around, I guess. But also, Springtrap is here at the end, but he's not spring locked yet. Mm. But he has actual spooky eyes, unlike all the other the ones who, who just had a dialysis appointment. That's mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard dialysis sucks. I, I know. I'm scared yeah. my kidneys will give out one day and have to be hooked up to a dialysis machine. I do not. I do not want right. to go through that. If that ever happens, just kill me. <laughs> like, just, just put the gun in there. <laughs> shoot both of my kidneys and and then shoot just me. let it happen. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like like you said, they're doing the ghost children thing, but they might just forego the, the actually gruesome parts. Again, I think it'd be really funny if they try to, like, Child's Play reboot it, where they make, excuse me, they make you think that it's the ghost kids possessing them, and, like, that's what the clues are leading to, but then in the end it's revealed, nah, they're just crazy robots. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a glitch. So the FNAF 2 once. Yeah, which uh, be like because the whole thing of what made FNAF one effective is the slow reveal over time that like through through like you know just scenery changes, newspaper clippings that these things have rotting corpses in them of children. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, babies are in there. Oh, oh, oh! What? What? 
the Warner Brothers lot is currently on fire. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? There's Wait. black smoke coming out of it. <laughs> One Take News just tweeted this. So the the Barbenheimer double feature must be crazy. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> Things are going fine. Over oh, we were just talking about Superman Legacy. That shit ain't coming out. Oh no, it's done. The the company ain't gonna exist by then. It's gonna be burned down. What if this is Oppenheimer marketing? <laughs> Christopher Nolan brought a real bomb to the theater and just, just placed it down on in front of the screen and walked Skibbity out. Skibbity-bop and data. The one guy that survived rates it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> he's suffering from he's suffering from the from the radiation I told you about, I told you about yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, oh man. <sighs> but they can't win. They cannot. It's impossible. Oh boy. God hates them. God hates them. He doesn't want them to succeed. Does not. He does not. He's not forgiven them for Harry Potter. As he <sighs> Get them, God. I believe in you, Big G. I believe in you. <sighs> but, but yeah, I'm still five minutes friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, trailer. So, uh, there was a line where, like, um, I think, because Van- they're bringing in Vanessa fucking from fucking security breach, too. Yeah, which is the worst one of them all. Yeah. So, um... There's one where they couldn't decide if she was Vanny, if they were two separate people, or if it was a possession of some kind. Like That game's a fucking dumpster fire. It sucks. It's horrible. It needs a full remodel more than Cyberpunk. (laughs) Even fucking, like, Markiplier, he couldn't make it look fun. He couldn't. You could tell he was miserable. He was. But, but like, she said that... Good for them. They finally released the game after the $70 DLC. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys. It still looks bad, but it looks better, at least. Uh, Better is, is an interesting... It looks like a video game. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, so, what was I going to, oh yeah, so, she says that the animatronics want to make her like them, so, maybe they are still possessed by kids, but, they might, they might probably just forego the whole, like, they stuffed them in the suits and they bled and used blood and mucus. They, 
They put you in the back where they have a big pentagram carved in the floor, and they perform a big magic animatronic ritual to put you in the robot. They suck uh, out your soul like the Scooby Doo movie. It was it was weird. Like from what I remember, it was like what it was that William killed his business partner's dog. She possessed no the puppet. Yeah, she possessed the puppet. Then the puppet brought the souls of the kids back to life in 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 the animatronics, basically. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna keep that, but it it yeah, I, I don't I, think they're gonna do the gruesome stuff because it's PG thirteen, and there's a I Scholastic book adaptation that's twelve yeah. and up. I I can't wait for like. All the parents that take their kids to see this movie because they're big Finance of Freddy's fans, and the parents have no fucking idea what anything means. They're gonna have no clue, no clue. <laughs> like, because there were just some like tests, apparently. And for the most part, admittedly, they said it was good and had good scares, but they said like it was a bit messy, like the plot. And I'm like, yeah, that's Five Nights at Freddy's. Nope. <laughs> that's, like, that's just that's just how it be. Like, that's yeah, Scott that's, that's accurate. Like. So we're like, because they're combining so much into one movie. Yeah, it's gonna be a bit of a mess for sure. Um, yeah, there's there's no avoiding it. Yeah, he's gonna get spring locked. Oh, 100 percent. That's what's gonna happen. It's like they shut down the animatronics, and then William gets spring locked, and they leave him there. Yeah, it'll be like the uh, the the one book from forever ago. Yeah, that's how it ends. For the animatronics and just drag it, drag them off. Mm-hmm. And he comes back in the next one. Is like, yeah, I'm Springtrap now. It's like, woohoo, is great. I love it. And then the next one, he's like, yeah, I hate it. I didn't want to be that. <laughs> now I'm like in a wheelchair and I got like metal in me. And I don't. I hope they. Well, I if they know. go all the way. <laughs> Part of me wants them to go all the way with the book shit and reveal that the main character is a fucking robot. It's gotten so f- stupid. <laughs> like it's just—it's just it, nonsense. Like it, it went from like being something very, like not very, like very scary is of course subjective, but at least right. like it was very atmospheric. Yes, it had a hor- had a very big vibe on just atmosphere, ambiance, and disturbia. Like it, it like. But as it went on, it just got more and more like into this weird ideas of birth and cyborgs and anim and robots and shit. Like, like they said that that like revealed that William Afton was really killing children to experiment to bring them back to life in animatronics. It's, what? Shut up! No, well, you should he's just. Be he's a, a crazy guy that killed kids. He's a fucking serial killer. Like, just stop. Why, why are you trying to make you can, them- you can have motivations for you not to humanize them but to like you know give more i guess but like you don't need to have this whole fuck he's doing this all to bring people back to life as robots just dressed up as animals why do they have to be in animals Fuck you, Scoops, you. (laughs) 
But, but yeah, it's just... Eh, I don't know. I Like, if they go outlandish, maybe I'll enjoy it. Like, just by the sheer insanity of it. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's cool seeing, you know, YouTube who who popularized Five Nights at Freddy's be brought in, though. Like, like the final scene of the trailer is Corey X. Kenshin. Mm-hmm. And he's, a, he's a big YouTuber. He got very big with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, and it's, it's it's cool that they gave him a role. There's another one that that got to have like be on a like like two of them like Daco and this other guy to mm-hmm. be employees of the month on the on this poster. Yeah, they, it won't be just unless Markiplier's in this somehow. Yeah, that I remember Mark did say they did talk about it and it they they were gonna try to do it but there were too many scheduling conflicts. I it's think it's because Mark was making Iron Lung at the time. Yeah. But that's why you do reshoots, baby. That they don't know what that is. <laughs> Twitter told them those are bad. I feel like maybe they might be trying to hide it, you know? Yeah. Like, because I mean, to be fair, he could very easily. I mean, easily is subjective, but he could. Within a day, he could do a cameo of, like, here. Here's my voice. Doing the phone guy thing. Bibbidi bop data. Yeah. It's like that that would be a good way to have Cam. Or have him be the previous security guard or something. I just But I guess if not this one, definitely the next one. There will be a second one. Like Yeah. But yeah. the animatronics are still really impressive. Jim Henson's creature shop with them. They all look great. Yeah, that's about it. Anything else you got? No. Just If it's good, it's good. That's cool. It's FNAF, though. Yeah. <sighs> and then we got a new trailer for Dude, we won't dwell on this too too much cuz it's it's also very much a teaser trailer that just kind of hammers home the stuff from the one from last time. Um so it looks really good. Yeah. Did you watch it? Pretty sure I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just the way he said it, it sounded very much. <laughs> uh, I don't remember anymore. But, yeah, so I'll just go through this quickly. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so it has less of a budget than the first. You would not believe it. Yeah. They actually use their budget wisely. It's almost like. Denny even knew is is a good director. What? Who knows what he's doing? No, 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 no. Can't be. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Uh, no hammering home the themes of guys is gonna be a big subversion of the of the chosen one trope of the hero's journey. It's gonna be a big subversion. Get ready. 
which I mean it will it will be, but it's it's cool it's cool to see. So right. hopefully it'll be good. Um, it looks very pretty, very well shot. All the actors look great. Hopefully it'll be good. All right. Now, with that being said, do y'all like wrestling? Wrestling? No. no. Okay. Fair. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> okay, they're what gone. Else? Let's talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, when let let's. let's when did you first start watching wrestling? Uh, I want to say I like I I played like the video games and stuff like SmackDown versus Raw back in the day mm-hmm. for a while, like before actually like watching. And Cream I think, crop. yep, that, that those games fueled my music taste for the rest of my life. Three Days uh, Grace and Three Days Grace, Skillet, all that, yep. All of them, but um, but yeah, I, I guess I like started like watching watching wrestling like a couple weeks before WrestleMania. Which one? Uh, what was the one where Sheamus like knocked out Daniel Bryan in a second? That was uh, WrestleMania twenty eight. The one with 28, the one, that- one with once in a lifetime, which was a lie. That's right. Yeah that that was when I like started. Mm-hmm. It was like a couple weeks before that, and then and then after was when I like started watching like regularly SmackDown and Raw, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I was into it. It was a lot of fun. It was I I know everyone hated him at the time because people wanted Daniel Bryan, but I was interested. I like Sheamus. He was funny. Yeah, I I still like him. Although I agree, Daniel Bryan got fucked over. <laughs> he did, but if he didn't. We would the have yes gotten movement. the gold that we got later. Yep, the yes movement would not have happened because that was what started. Yo. But <sighs> yeah, no, and then uh and then I wanna say after WrestleMania thirty is when I like stopped really watching regularly. And I pop in every once in a while and then I eventually just kinda stopped at one point yeah. until recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me it was like so I kind of saw when I was like really really young like mm-hmm. back when I think it was still called like WWF uh, like, like 2002-ish you know yeah like because I was like that summer is when they changed to WWE because World, Li- World Wildlife Federation was like fuck you Vince change your name and you know what? Fair. And they did that whole "get the f out" slogan. <laughs> I so that's, that. that's, that's clever. That was clever. But, um, but yeah, no, I I, I started at the tail end. Ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for those who don't know, they're like WWE's kind of like put into these eras, um, like the golden era, basically, just Hulk Hogan and everything yeah. before that. Um. Uh, there the the new the new era, which was the very bad times of the nineties. 
Yeah, wasn't that when WCW was kicking their ass? And when was Diesel that... was the top guy? Man. It's also with like the steroid trials where like they're yeah, like, Yeah, because hey. so all their top talent had to leave. Yeah, because they're like, hey, how come all these guys have s- symptoms of steroid addiction? Hey, like, oh, what's I that? As they point at Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> who is like having a seizure. And just like, oh, that's natural. That's normal. He's that's ultimate. Normal. That's what happens when you go ultimate. <laughs> Your body can't handle it. Your body can't handle it. But, but yeah, like steroid trial. <laughs> Mixed with mixed with the WCW kicking their ass, it was kind of like making it suck. And Diesel was champion for a year. Poor Kevin Nash, <laughs> he just, he was not ready for that. He will never be ready. He will never. He's, he's got he's got to heal his quads forever. <laughs> forever. That man steps on a penny wrong, his quads <laughs> explode. Same as Vince. Yep. I remember when he tried to slide into the ring, he broke his butt and he had to sit on the <laughs> sit on the, the floor of the ring yelling at everybody. Very quick for those who don't know, John Cena and Batista were fighting at the 2005 World They were the two last ones. Batista was supposed to win. But like they were both the last ones because they were both going to be the new top guys. They were going to be the new champions. And they both fell and hit the floor at the exact same time by complete accident. Yep. It was not supposed to happen. But it was so perfect that it made it look like it was. Yep. So then the refs didn't know what to do. Yeah, they're they like, uh-uh. They just kind of held up both both men's hand. like, And then Vince storms down to the ring in the middle of an entire of people and, and throws his jacket on the ground, screaming at them. He runs into the ring and blows out a quad doing that. And he tries to stand up and blows out another quad. <laughs> so he just sits there like a child in the ring with his hands on his hips like, mm, what are you going <laughs> to do about this? Uh, uh, it was beautiful. But, but yeah, so then we had the Attitude Era, which was the age of Steve Austin, tri- Triple H, The Rock, yep. and so on and so forth, which oh, many man. considered to be WWE's best period. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's gotten some reevaluation recently. Yeah, like, like in regard, like in terms of the matches, there was some good shit in there, and even storylines. There was there was like a lot of compelling stuff, or at least but, not compelling, but like you know, it, things that excited people. You yeah, know? but then you thought about them for like ten seconds, and it just kind of crumples a bit. Why does Undertaker have a cult with vampires? Wasn't the Attitude Era when they did the, uh, like the, 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 the fucking, I forget what it's called, like the, the dude in the cloak with the, the with his cult of like just random. Yeah, that was, people. that was the Undertaker's cult. Yeah. Oh, it was the, okay. And the higher power, the higher power. higher power, yes. And then fucking it's revealed it was Vince all. It's me, Austin. It's it's me, Austin. It was me all along. Just I every time I hear it described, I just think of like in a move that made no sense to anyone except maybe Vince. (laughs) He made it himself, so that we could do yet again another Austin versus Vince 
thing. Dude, I love Nick Spencer's ASM run. Fuck you. <laughs> this, oh my god. That's what it was. That's what no, it was. Oh my god. Oh my oh no. Amazing Spider-Man is just pro wrestling, everybody. It's it's an experiment being ghost written by Vince right now. But but yeah, basically like you added to your the most popular, but it's looking back on it, it's not not just quality of storytelling, very problematic stuff, but I mean it's WWE obviously. It, yeah, it's that never and, went away. And Shawn Michaels wearing blackface in one in one part. They did. Didn't they also have like another white guy pretend to be from Africa? Yeah, that was uh, Akeem the African Dream. That was, that was back the golden era. Um, oh, okay, that was a while. Okay, yeah, but still, there's a lot. There's too much in there to like. There's a lot. There's a whole Trish Stratus bark like a dog thing. It was the uh, if you were a woman wrestler back then. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. I, I pray for you. And Ruthless Aggression Era was just Attitude Era 2, basically. Yeah, that's what I remember. Like, when was that around? Like, 2000? To- that was when they changed. That was right when they changed the WWE. Up until oh. all the way until they changed to TVPG. Okay. So, so six years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. That cause... was. Sorry, good. I was gonna say because me and my uh, again, me and my cousins, we we used to talk wrestling all the time, and we just recently started doing that again. And uh, last night we saw the uh, the two thousand one Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Was that that was ruthless aggression, right? That was still Attitude Era. That was two thousand. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, man, Attitude lasted longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like ninety seven, two thousand two, okay. and then when it switched to WWE in two thousand two. It was ruthless aggression because John okay. Cena coined that term when he debuted. Like, right, that's right. Because <laughs> yeah, the ruthless aggression there is basically the rise of the new, the new guard like John Cena, Batista, yeah. right. Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Like, yeah, like, was, there was a lot of all great I, big all, bosses. You know, all I remember from that Royal Rumble was there was like six dudes there whose gimmick was. They were guys in like business shirts with the sleeves cut off. Oh yeah, the and right their the right their theme sense. music was just a big no symbol going. Eh. Mm-hmm. The right. What was? Th- yeah. Why were there so many of you? It's a mystery. It didn't <laughs> even like call their names most of the time. They just ran in and got thrown out. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Their whole thing was being like, uh, we think the crass stuff is bad. Basically, like a pair. Basically, they're mocking the FCC and whatnot. Because, right. Jesus Christ, if you if if you ever watch an interview with Vince from back then, when like wrestling was getting popular again, he fucking hated the FCC. <laughs> fucking hated them, but he also like tried to like really intimidate all the journalists interviewing him, like. Like he tried to swipe a dude's papers out of his hand, like like a schoolyard bully. We could do an entire episode just on Vince and his in his life story. Like, <laughs> you can make a documentary about that man. 
There, there's apparently a movie that's been in production hell forever about about his life, which I mean, I'd imagine it would because if you're gonna tell it truthfully, it's not what he wants. Also, new shit keeps happening. New shit keeps happening. So you keep adding to the fucking runtime. But uh, but yeah. So like, ruthless aggression was that era of like you know new star coming in and rising and also like there was a lot of good stuff in ruthless aggression it was getting to the point of like like attitude era was but like it was also kind of like waning on type of stuff and crass stuff it was doing like if if the attitude era I, the, parts of unknown kind of said this best adam mm-hmm. parts from unknown like if the attitude era is like the cool kid in school basically like you mm-hmm. know He's adult-ish, you know, like, says some, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's fun. And it's, you think it's cool at the time. Right. Ruthless aggression is if that kid grew up and is like in his thirties. And, and never changed. Making those penis jokes. And it's kind of waning. Sometimes it'll be fun or funny, but then it'll like... I do think of the Kurt Angle promo on Rey Mysterio. Oh, you're a boy in a man's world. I'm not going to repeat everything, but Jesus, he was going for it. He was going for it. Kurt Angle is one of the best to ever do it. He really like, is, though. Like actually, like, like not only is he super gifted in the ring. Like and because I mean he was a real wrestler. A, he is a real athlete. Mm-hmm. Then like, he won a gold medal. Yeah, with he, a broken He's an neck. Olympic gold medal winner. Like that cannot be understated. Mm-hmm. But he also was such a good character too. He was always so fun to watch. He was always like usually a heat. Like he, he turned face like mainly against Brock Lesnar or vice versa. Sometimes, sometimes that's because everyone is a face compared to Brock. Yeah, <laughs> look at like, him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that man was born to be a supervillain. He was, but but like Kurt was just such. He was he was very talented on the mic. He was such a fucking dork, but it was so funny. Like there was like you remember Biker Taker? Mm-hmm. There was one time where they were like teaming up, and Kurt was kind of dressed up. Like a mini me version of him, <laughs> like you wore a bandana on his head and some like some gun, sunglasses. Like, oh, nice! I need to find that image again. It's so, funny. but, but yeah, ruthless aggression lasted up until 2008, and that uh, and then when they changed to PG, was the bad times. Yeah, and then, then like when Daniel Bryan. Started getting pushed. A new era kind of had. It's like between CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. It's kind of when it was starting to change. And then when Roman. When when the Shield guys were the guys. In like 2014, 2015. That's when it was like a new era. Basically. And we're still kind of in that. But I don't know. But basically I started watching at the. Of the Ruthless Aggression era. Like the early. Like early 2008. Um mm-hmm. And I was mainly watching SmackDown because I thought Rey Mysterio was cool. Like, I think I played the game first. 
because my my friend's dad was renting out a room in our house for the time um so he would be over a lot and he kind of got me into wrestling Mm -hmm. so we we play smackdown versus smackdown versus raw 2008 a lot and uh it was like Rey mysterio was fighting edge i fucking hated edge back in the day i wanted i wanted that man dead Yep, because he was the worst. It was but the worst. That's what made him great. He was so good as a heel. Did every trick in the book. And that was back when he was with Vicky Guerrero, too. It was like his whole thing, the ultimate opportunity. Yeah. Sleep with the boss so you get opportunity. But and then The Undertaker was facing him at WrestleMania. And I was like, oh, finally he's going to get it to come up. And, and he did. But then he later he beat Undertaker and got him out of the company. Then Vicky Guerrero saw he was cheating on her. So then she had Undertaker kick his ass in Hell in a Cell and send him to real Christian hell. <laughs> yeah. But then like after that I fell off for like a couple years. And then around like 2010, I got back into this in the weirdest way, right? Hold on, let me take a sip of water real quick. Mm-hmm. I was into Chris Angel at the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a big fan of him. And in early 2010, I saw he was guest hosting Monday Night Raw. This was another dark time, beyond my knowledge back then, um, when Raw was tanking in ratings. So they brought in celebrity guest hosts. It did not help that much at all um but as a kid you know i was like oh cool um so i watched raw with him and then john cena became my superhero yeah i became part of the c nation that day that was my goat that was my dad that was my real dad <laughs> that that was my dad <laughs> that was when he was feuding with batista because batista became a bad guy Yep. And then he beat him three times, and then Batista left for realsies. Um, yep. And I kind of stayed watching. Uh, I saw it all. I saw the rise and very far fall of the Nexus. Oh, man. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I remember those guys. I, did, they, did they do anything? No. Oh. Were they, they supposed to do something? They were. They were supposed to beat them at SummerSlam. Oh. It was down to the wire. Oh. Vince Vince changed his mind because he, he wanted to send kids home happy. Fuck them kids. <laughs> and John Cena agreed at the time. And then afterwards, John... And, like, Edge and Chris Jericho were like, this is stupid. Yeah. You built these guys up as, as, a, as like demons and you're gonna have John Cena face two of them alone take a DDT to the concrete and then and beat them get both. up and win yeah and it's like yep you can't stop me <laughs> and then uh, yeah the, even John regretted it after that 
And fun fact, for every SummerSlam after that until 2017, he... It's almost like he felt bad. <laughs> just, just a bit. But, yeah, Rise and Fall of Nexus, the stuff with The Rock coming back, and I watched WrestleMania in 2011. Terrible. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, I remember hearing that one was not good. Main event was John Cena versus The Miz. Yeah. I'm like, what are you... Do-? Uh, again, we're, we're probably going to be quoting Adam from Parts Fun Known a bit here, because I've also been watching him recently. Yeah. Uh, He's great. Go watch, yeah. go watch him. Yeah. Uh, he really summed it up for me, at least, where he said, this is a raw main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is how you would end an episode of Monday Night Raw and you're doing it at the biggest wrestling show of the year. And they used it to sell a match for the next year. Yep. So like admittedly it it, it is smart because it did work, you know. WrestleMania twenty eight got a lot of buys. It was their most profitable pay per view. Yeah. Um I, I remember it was the biggest WrestleMania ever. Yeah. So it did work, but it shouldn't have had to sacrifice the one before it and the one after it. No. Because you know, I was there for that. I was there when when CM Punk... I saw that live when CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb. And I was like, what the fuck? And... <laughs> <laughs> Dropped a real pipe <laughs> Kill that guy. <laughs> There's another universe for that. <laughs> uh. But but the funny thing is it didn't it wasn't as prominent of an effect on me because look, I was a kid. Right. To be fair, I was in middle school, but I was still a kid. I still wanted to believe it was real. Me, me too. Like, so there was a part of me as a kid who went Undertaker is a real undead wizard with superpowers <laughs> that decided to use his gifts to wrestle. And we love him for it. Yep. Not so much nowadays, though. Not, um, not the man himself, but the character. Yeah. But we don't talk about Mark Calloway. <laughs> we don't talk about him. Get him out of here. Please. But <laughs> but 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 like <laughs> But but even me, who still thought wrestling was real, the shit with CM Punk was really effective. It because was. it felt like real venom. Because it was. Like it wasn't it wasn't like unplanned, right? Like it right. it was the thing that Vince told him, okay, for this story, you're gonna go out there and do this promo. Air any grievances you have. Any of them. Whatever you want to talk about. And then and then Punk just pulled out his fucking list. He did? Like, but they let they let him do that because they were like it would be good for the story. And they basically said like uh at some point it was either like at some point we will cut your mic off or you'll start saying something to give us a signal to to cut your mic off. Although like he was the thing he was going to say at the end was like uh, talking about the the bullying campaign, the be a star thing that they were doing back then. Yeah, I was going to talk about how Vince is one of the biggest bullies of all time. 
Because, yep. I mean, he did when he came back, like after they suspended him, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah, I was there for that. Um, I thought John Cena was going to get fired for real. I did. I was, me too. I remember. I was, crying. I was like, no, don't do this, Vince. Then Triple H came in and was like, I'm taking over. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank God. What do you mean you're not actually taking over, though? Like, it made it a big, weird thing of Vince going away. It's like waving people and crying. And it's like, he didn't go anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. He's still here. Well, here. He still shows up. To Very yell next at year. people. Very next year, he's backfiring John Laurinaitis. Which, that was funny. John Laurinaitis is funny. He, they need to bring he, him back. He was great. Like he was a good heel heat manager. Magnet. Like people power. <laughs> I, I loved his stupid voice. It always sounded like he had a sore throat. He did, and I loved it. Like he was a good heat magnet for, yeah, for what he like, was. Like, like they, I, I, do they even do general managers anymore? They did for a bit. Like when in 2016, when they did the brand split again, they like had. They had a general manager, but they also had a commissioner. Like the commissioner would be one of the one of the McMahon siblings, right? And the, and the man and the general manager would be like, like for Their example, assistant, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. Like, like on Raw, you had Stephanie and Mick Foley, and it was kind of miserable. Apparently, I didn't watch it, but people said it was miserable because it was just her being mean to him and yeah, him not. I remember hearing that. about that. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, and then they brought the goat Kurt Angle back. Yeah. But you heard Rob was good when he was in charge. Yeah. He was I, funny, at least. He was very funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Mick Foley could have done a really good job if they actually let him. Yeah. Because that man knows his shit. He does. He's, he's a real... Mick Foley is apparently, like, one of the nicest you will ever meet. Yeah. Because... Like, what what makes McFoley like great is he is literally like more than like almost any other wrestler, just a dude. He is. He is that like blue collar working class hero in in like wrestling, basically. Like that's why people cheered him all the time, like when he even when they knew he wasn't gonna win, like against The Rock or, or Triple H. Yeah. They, but, they like, still it he's what killed WCW. <laughs> Yes, like that because, like you know, Raw they like pre-taped the uh, the thing, so like the the guys at WCW they knew they knew what was going to happen on Raw, and they tried to get people to to not want to watch it because they go, oh yeah, you could tune into Raw right now, I guess if you want if you want to see Mick Foley win the WWE Championship. Where are you guys going? Uh oh, Raro Raggy. We did not think this through. <laughs> Our plan may have seriously backfired. Oh no! Like, Are we like gonna die? <laughs> yeah, they underestimated what people actually wanted from wrestling. They wanted believe to- it or not, people don't want to just see fifty nights in a row of Hulk Hogan wins. What? No, Hulk, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Stop a lot of things. A lot of things? A lot. Like breathing. Uh, I hate him so much. Yeah, he's not a good person. He's also, like, horrible to work with. 
apparently. Like he he his backstage pol- toxic as hell. Like it's it's insane. It, if he doesn't win, he doesn't do it. Like remember when he was had a few with Michaels in 2005, he forced Sean to turn heel when he didn't want to because yeah, he's like oh. he was a he was a big face at the time. And he's like, oh, face, it needs to be face versus Hulk Hogan doesn't like face versus face matches. So It's like, okay, fine, Hulk, you be the heel. No one likes you anymore. You literally were a heel just like three years ago. Just do it. No. You're, you're way better at it now. No. Than being a face. And and that's when we got the infamous summer. Shawn Michaels just fucking flinging himself everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember they were, I was talking about that too, where fucking every time Hulk Hogan would hit Shawn Michaels at all, Shawn would oversell the hell out of it and just go flying <laughs> like a million feet yeah. to make him look bad. And to his credit, Shawn did do some really good heel work, like the like when they went to Montreal. And he said, God, that was amazing. <laughs> like... <laughs> the, the, the fact that man was not shot when he went there. He could have died that day. He could have. Especially after he played Brett's music. Oh my god, that was perfect. It was like, so- that... That should have been a death sentence. Like, he, he sold it for a bit. Where he looked so shocked. And then he just smiled and laughed at everyone. And <laughs> said, Got your hopes up just a little bit. And everyone just said, fuck you. But, like, yeah, the reason Sean okayed it, they were supposed to have three matches where Sean was supposed to go over on at least one. And then Hulk, like, right before they did the SummerSlam match, he's like, actually, I got a back problem, brother. So only one match. It's like, not win. Okay. But but yeah no I like yeah I I stopped watching um around it was right after SummerSlam 2013 it was when Dana Ryan beat Johnson and it wasn't because yeah. like oh no my hero lost because I I you know been like okay I'm interested in another wrestlers like CM Punk and and you know, and Daniel Bryan now and what and like what kind of killed my interest is that like. They had Randy Orton come in and just steal it away from him. Yeah, I remember that. That was like, that was just such bullshit. Which, like, even at the time, you're like, this is very clearly bad, right? Like, this is going to be something that's addressed, right? Nope. nope. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. Yep. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. Because, like, uh, like, hearing about what happened after that, when I when I finally like, started to kind of get back into it, like, back in 2017-ish, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like how does that happen? Like Stephanie McMahon returns and does the B plus player thing to Daniel Bryan, and you think at the moment they're like, oh, okay, like this is this is a story. He's gonna overcome this, right, and prove that he isn't people. No, (laughs) and then he never overcame it until he had to make them allow him to, (laughs) him and the audience, like. And they try to give the yes movement to Big Show. <laughs> I remember that, and everyone, what the fuck are you doing? It was so like back, like that was the most Twilight Zone shit. Like this was the pre-Roman Reign thing of like, 
Yeah, this was right before Roman like took over as the new big face. Yeah, it was uh it was it was crazy, but you know, but yeah, that's when I like joined and then and then left and I've been ever since 2017 I've been kind of like off and on like mm-hmm. I got back in for a bit in 2017 then I went to college and kind of fell out. Then I went back on when Daniel Bryan came out of retirement cuz that was yeah. cool. Like when I heard that, like I got very happy. Cause yeah, because like, like people have speculated they were like trying to keep retired because of his power as like a as like a, as like a face or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, I think they were just genuinely really concerned about him. He, he was going to die. Like there were a lot of parallels, and this is uncomfortable to talk about. But there were parallels between him and Chris Benoit. There were. Like yeah, the kind of work, the kind of like blue collar, high work rate, like athletic type that is seen as like oh, just a cruiserweight, nothing, nothing less. But then they get the main event at WrestleMania, and they get yep. the, they get the they get the championship. They celebrate. Yep. But they're also doing a lot of damage to their heads. Like Chris, yeah, they're, of, they're, their brain gonna break. Like Crispin was finisher alongside the crossface was the diving headbutt and Daniel Bryan had the label lock, which is very similar to the crossface. It's literally just hooking the arm a different way. Yep. Like, um, and Daniel Bryan would do the diving headbutt a lot. Yup. Like, and he would just headbutt in general. All of that combined was enough to give Vince a fucking PTSD attack. Yeah. Cause I mean, I wouldn't blame Vince for that. Because Me like, neither, to be honest. I, I wouldn't either. Like, I'm not saying Vince was a child who didn't know the time, you know? No, he just ignored were it. already discovered. You should have stopped having people smash. It should have ended after Mick Foley nearly died at the hands of Dwayne. <laughs> he did. He almost died that, that was, night. That shit was for real. He, he almost died. That man. D- Dwayne would have gone to jail. I don't know why he went that far. Because he hated him, I guess. Like, it was so weird, bizarre. We, it's like we were watching a murder. Like, the fact that Nick Foley doesn't have any lasting trauma to the brain is a miracle. You know? That we know like, of, anyway. That we know of, anyway, yeah. But, like, but they were seeing a lot of this stuff happening with Daniel Bryan. Like, and they they kept him on the shelf for a long because they wanted him to they wanted to make they, sure his brain was okay because like Daniel Bryan is like you know kind of like a the way he works in the mentality is like you keep going no matter what it's kind yeah. of like a, like an indie scene like like New Japan type of mentality with wrestling like yeah. even if you're hurt you keep going like one time it was right before he won it's right before he faced John Cena at SummerSlam 2013. He was in a match with Randy and he paralyzed himself for a bit, actually. Like oh. He had a pinched nerve and his arms weren't working. So, But he still kept going, but Triple H called off the match because, yeah, because WWE is like, we want to look after you all, but... We, we don't want you all to become murderers 
but but Daniel Bryan like was very upset about this because in his in his mindset and how he has been trained, you just keep going. Yeah. But that kind of stuff scares top brass because you know lawsuits like you know if you want to be like very unemotional about it lawsuits litigations uh stuff like that lost talent means lost money yeah but also they do they have created departments in order to care better for yeah over the past like couple years now i think like wwe has gotten a lot better at actively really trying to look after their staff at least to some during, extent. Didn't happen during COVID, but... Dude. Well, no, they didn't care about that. They wanted money. Yeah. But... Don't worry, we put, of... the, we put them in the Thunderdome. <laughs> with, with, with all those TVs of people. That shit's a nightmare, dude. I like... If I was a wrestler and I was told, alright, fight in the Thunderdome, and I walk in and there's just a bunch of webcams... And TVs with random people's faces on them. I'm going home. I don't want to be there. That's a nightmare. <laughs> Who am I going to talk to out there? It's even Dolph? worse. <laughs> it was even worse when, like, when, when they were doing it in the performance center with nobody there. There's just nobody. It's like, why are we even doing this in a big arena? What is the purpose? <laughs> we could be doing this in like our backyards and get the same effect. I love redneck wrestling. Oh, that clip of Stone Cold going, "Give me a hell yeah!" And then he just pans. The camera cuts to the audience of nobody. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's from the fucking janitor. Well, apparently, Anthony Mackie said the actor strike would be a shit show, but expects the studios to make a fair deal. They're going to have to, unless unless they get a bunch of fucking YouTubers to make Avengers 5. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's not even are. wrong. They already are. With, not in terms of actors, but in terms of crew for movies. They are, Yeah, true. Let Markiplier make Avengers 5. Please, actually. That's, That'd I'd be hilarious. I think one of my mutuals in the group chat send this to, in to the Sweden and say, Alec is Kang the Conqueror. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. But but yeah, like, I don't believe that they were trying to keep Daniel Bryan out of getting power. It's just that he got injured twice in the span of, like, a year involving the head and the neck. And they did not want to repeat. So they forced him to retire. But then he... And his wife, Bree, um, because he married Bree. Um, John was going to marry Nikki. That did not happen. He did a proposal at WrestleMania and everything. Yeah. 
Are you okay, John? No. <laughs> Again, look at his vein. <laughs> Just take a pox cutter. He's dead. He's dead. Forever. Forever. He looks like <laughs> Senator Armstrong. Oh my god, what he John, does. John Cena is Senator Armstrong. He could do it. We need this now. We need this. I'm supporting the Metal Gear Solid movie. We can get John Cena as Senator Armstrong. In 50 years when they finally make Rising. Just paint, paint the vein black. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. That's all you you don't do. need any prosthetics. It's just him. It's just him. Just slick <laughs> his hair back. Put glasses on him. Put him in a button-up sh- just There you go. General. Boom. You're good. Like, like I could legitimately see, like, they get the, the series. Like, all right, we got the prosthetics ready for, like, your chest. So that you have the big, gross vein. Oh! <laughs> he flexes in all of his veins. Just pour it. Okay. All right. Never mind, we've wasted that $300. All right, let's go. <sighs> but, Never but do yeah, that like, again. <laughs> but, but yeah, for like... <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, for two years, Daniel Bryan went, went in hyperbaric chambers to try to like heal, make his brain good. And uh, every time you say that, I keep thinking you're gonna say the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball. He goes in there for a day, he goes in there for a year, but only a day passes in real life. He makes his body reverse, <laughs> he's like 25 now, he can do it, but 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 yeah, but like it is a kind of thing where it's, it's like it's basically like cold therapy. Basically, yeah. I think, and it, it's supposed to heal bruises on your brain, like for concussions and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of football players do it. Yeah, yeah. So because they they also break their brains every day. What? No, it's crazy. It's really bad and it's scary. Ball's a fake sport. It's scripted. <laughs> it could not be less so. I mean, Tom Brady. Well, okay, he kind of broke it. Yeah, true. He, he broke the illusion. Don't worry about that. It's fine. It's fine. But 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 yeah. Um. He he got he was allowed to unretire, and uh, he he did thank you know the doctors for looking after him and making sure that he was healthy. You know. Yeah. Like as much as he definitely wanted to wrestle again, he also understood his brain could break. Yeah. There was a time though that like when he when he was general manager. He was kind of like riding the line, trying to get fired so he could go wrestle somewhere else. Yeah, but I think over time he started to realize, eh, okay, I'll, I'll try to, you know, I'll play along. I'll play along and I'll try to like get better if I want to keep doing this. And he he said this great line: "It's like fight for your dreams, and your dreams will fight for you." Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> That is a really good line, though. It is, yeah. But yeah, it was great seeing him come back, and I got to see. Of course, as soon as he is cleared for, they have him get a shit kicked in and his neck destroyed. Of course, because it's when both Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens were heel, and they they were 
like fighting Daniel and they, they destroyed him. And then Daniel and uh Kevin not not Daniel Daniel and Shane fought Sammy and Kevin at WrestleMania. Which it was fun. Yeah. Was I, I I do legitimately love Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens now they that I've great. seen them in action. Like holy shit, they're great. I need to see more of them because I haven't seen much of them as a tag team, but like I want to, I want to watch their mania match. Because I've heard it's like one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, no, like, like I saw them on, I saw Sammy on on Raw like the uh, the other night, and he he was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, he is basically like he didn't he didn't win, but like he was so good. He is, and and he only lost because the other guy cheated. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Gunther, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, like Imperium is their team. Yeah, like that's a big up and comer guy who I've heard. Like he used to be called Walter, but WWE is this weird thing, especially in their Vince, where like in in like 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, they take someone very popular from NXT and just change and they everything, change about, everything them. about them for no reason. Yep. It th- that's we were just talking about. That's what happened to Sammy at first. Yeah, is he went from being like he went from being the next Daniel Bryan to the next Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with him, so they made him a joke heel man when he was like born to be a babyface, and but, then they made him part of the bloodline, which and it was worked perfect. out great. The Usi segment, God, I. I've I recently looked up the trial bit. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's so fucking fun. I th- always think about when his name was like telling Jay, I'm trying to keep peace. The tribal chief wants us to peace. And then Jay's like, man, I don't give a damn about what the tribal chief said. And, and then Roman just, just slowly turns to him. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> like, like, oh my god. You think to yourself, oh my god, Jay's gonna fucking die. <laughs> he's just like, Roman, Roman, he's not feeling very oozy, and then everyone fucking dies. Like Jay, like, Jay has to hang his head because he's just fucking crying. <laughs> and then Roman makes Stephen worse by saying, is that it? You're not feeling oozy? <laughs> It's such a good segment of television. It's so good. Oh my god. And they made it a good storyline. They did. They figured they, it out. But they kind of kneecapped it a bit at the end. Even though I've heard... I do want to watch that match of, of, of Elimination Chamber of Sammy and Roman. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, the first, like, five minutes of it is... It, it does get kind of egregious, but it's just Sammy and Roman standing in the arena as the arena is constantly chanting and cheering for Sammy mm-hmm. while booing the fuck out of Roman. And he's going insane. Like, like, every, like, five seconds, there's just a big fuck you Roman chant for that goes on for so long. Yeah. And it, it's so good. They really should have had Sammy win the Rumble. Yeah, like Cody's great. Yeah, but he didn't have stake really in this. No, he didn't. 
He just got back. He hasn't met Roman yet. The new one, anyway. Yeah, like, I heard they were making a good... But then, you know, they kind of flubbed it at WrestleMania. As they do. I think they just kind of realized, like, this wouldn't be as satisfying of an end as we can make to Roman. Yeah, because... You know, it's egregious. Like, we gotta keep it going. Yeah, we gotta... It, it can't be him. Like, we're... We're gonna fix the mistake of AEW of just making Cody a jobber forever. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not gonna do that again. But... To be fair, though, yes. that was Cody's own decision. Okay. He didn't want to win... T- the, he he didn't want to to win the big one. He he didn't want to... He didn't want to, like, be the big guy and, and cry himself as the top guy. Right. It... It just did eventually get to a point where he was just losing to everyone that walked in the door because yeah. as a way to try to get them over, which it can be effective, but after like long enough, it just makes Cody look like a loser, you know? Yeah. And also like people were kind of at AEW people were waiting on him being a face and they wanted him to turn heel and he didn't want to be a heel. So it was kind of like doing the same problem with WWE yeah. again. Yeah, and then that's why he eventually left. I think. Yeah, because I think he works better, like here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Cody, you did kind of basically help create AEW and all. You kind of bored to be over here. Mm-hmm. What's Goldust doing? <laughs> he he's going by his. Nate Me's going by Dustin Rowe. Oh, he's cool. doing stuff. He had a really good match with with Cody at um one of the first AEW shows. Nice. And apparently it was really good. Nice. I'm glad they're never going to do Stardust again. Yeah, he, he I, I I watched a bit of I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched his his first match back at WrestleMania last year. Mhm. Where he fights Seth Rollins. And he does the he does the uh, he does the Stardust taunt as like a kind of little fuck you. Yeah, I'm not that anymore. Nice, but because yeah, that I, was just a mistake. Yeah, like I un- I got it, but that ain't Cody. It's so weird because Cody, like anytime he would that would that would start to get over, like the whole dashing Cody Rhodes thing was yeah. getting over, like. But then they they had him get disfigured and like wear wear a mask and like wear a big he, bubble helmet. Yeah. Then then he started getting like this thing about having a mustache over. And then they kind of kneecap that. And then they did yeah. Stardust. And then uh, yeah. And now they're on American Nightmare. Yeah. That that that's a, that's a gimmick. That yeah. like that was Which, a thing in AEW. He brought it yeah. over. Yeah, and you know what? It works. Yeah. His theme from AEW is the same one here, too, because he, he owns the rights. So okay. In himself. So, okay, so he can just bring... he Unlike other people, he can just bring his shit over. Yeah, he brought everything from himself, from like the indie scene in AEW. Over okay. Because he, he trademarked he, all that. It's yeah, all, he, he owns all that stuff. Because I mean, one—it's tattooed on his neck. What are they gonna do? Censor it? <laughs> like, right. Just put a big bandaid on it. Yeah. Like, 
Like in like the thing about the Amer- I think I think Adams the American Nightmare thing doesn't really work at AEW because they don't really care about the kind of like nationality thing that like you know you do with gimmicks. It ain't as redneck as WWE is. Yeah, but in WWE it works better because that's a different audience. Um, not completely different, but it has it attracts a different kind of viewer with a different kind of tone but yeah yeah um but yeah i think they really should have just stuck to sammy but who knows next year they could do maybe they'll do a fucking fatal form of of roman sammy jay and uh and cody that'd be cool yeah it's been a minute since we had a good fatal four-way it's been a bit yeah been 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 quite a many bits Remember when they made a Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view? And then never again. Because no one watched it. God, the 2009-2010 era is so weird that they just made gimmick pay-per-view. And they still are... Some of them are still sticking. Like, like Money in the Bank is its own pay-per-view is fun. I think. Money in the Bank makes sense. That, yeah. That's a... It's a great idea... It it's a per, it's a great gimmick to center a whole pay per view around. It's it's like the in between of like Royal Rumble and Summer, yeah. Of like that's like the quarter season finale. Yeah, like it it it's it's good good it's good to have that. But Elimination Chamber and like I guess Elimination Chamber is kind of fine because it's just it's just No Way Out but with a new name. Because No yeah. Way Out was when they just did Elimination Chamber anyway. Yeah. So. And plus, you gotta build that. Yeah. So, like, it it's probably expensive to do, so I understand doing pay-per-views for that. Yeah. Hell in a Cell, though... That's just stupid. That's that, just a match. The point of Hell in a Cell is that you go in there to kill a feud. Exactly. You, you put these two guys in a box, and they and fight they, until one of them dies. Yeah, literally. Like it's it's supposed to be where feuds end, yep. like, but they but because it's part of the 2009 gimmick paper thing, they've kept it for some reason, but they still sometimes do things of putting Hell in a Cell in other pay per views, a Raw or other pay per views, and it's like, like, what's the point of this one then? And they painted the cell red for some reason, which looks horrible. Looks like shit. Nothing will ever be worse than the bamboo, though. Oh, the Punjabi where prison. Literally, where you literally can't see it. Uh, Who's in there? Is it Randy? Is, is, is it Goldberg? Is it, is it fucking Umaga back from the dead? I can't remember I can't. if it was... No, it was, it was like a... Great Khali did two of them. And then the third one was with... with with the greatest WWE champion of all, Jinder Mahal. Man, those those two might be the biggest bums in WWE. Man, Jinder uh, Mahal. Is no, no, Jinder, no. But Great Khali, though. Yeah, he he's just he's just a big boy. Can't wrestle. His his entire thing is, watch out! I'm gonna smack your booby. I'm going to hit you in the brain with the hand shot. Uh. 
Or I just watch out. I'm gonna do it again. <sighs> oh no, my knees. And then he dies. <sighs> he was great in the video games, though. He was untouchable there. He was. Because the video games ran under the logic of if you're bigger, that means you're better. Yeah. Which is what Vince operates under. Oh, exactly. Of course. So it works. Except Hornswoggle. He's the best one. Exactly. He's his favorite. He's his son. <sighs> but remember that whole son storyline? Like, what it was going to be is that. Vince was going to die, quote unquote, in the in the thing of him blowing up in his car. They do a memorial of Vin, in memory of Vince McMahon. They bring in his real life brother to be a character over the next year. Yep, they were gonna have his illegitimate son come in, and it was gonna lead to the next year's WrestleMania, and the son was gonna be Mr. Kennedy. Um, but then Chris Benoit happened the week after. So then Vince had to come back to life and be like, and keep in mind, they didn't know anything about, they didn't know that Chris Benoit killed his wife and his son. Yep. They didn't know that. They just thought that he had been tragically killed. Yeah, they, like, they, thought, they thought he just died. So they did a tribute to him. And then, and then it like, came out like a day after. Yeah, well, like two hours later, Vince got the call going, uh, he's a murderer. Oh, anyway, who's Chris Benoit? We don't I've have never that. heard of that man. He's never wrestled here. No, never. We tell you, maybe you think is that WCW chat, Vince? That's been gone for a while now. Nah, they just go by Titch and Ash now. I mean TNA. <laughs> no, I mean Titch and Ash. <laughs> But but yeah, this is what caused the, them to stop doing chair shots to the head and yep. implementing the wellness policy. Of yeah, like that, now with chair shots, they basically always only ever do it to like the back. Yeah, sometimes they will do one to the head. Yeah, sometimes. and that's when it's supposed to be like a big oh holy shit moment. Yeah, like the concerto basically, like <laughs> where where you put where you put someone's head down. You have them lay down. You have a chair underneath their head and you take another nope. chair and smack it. Um, that's just death. That is. That's death. Randy that's did that to Edge when he just came out of retirement. <laughs> Bro, he just got back from fixing his neck and you're trying to break it again. Ugh. You know what? I kind of respect that. <laughs> biggest hater, hater to the end. Exactly. Uh, Randy hated everybody. He did. He was a hater for everyone. <laughs> Which like you know, it's his character, but it's just like, goddamn, he had no friends, no friends at all. He he ate them all. He ate them all. He's a snake. That's what he do. That's what he does. But like, yeah, the the Crispin Law thing just put in this whole thing, and then remember there was like a period of time where like everyone was getting suspended because. Not even for steroids or like anything like that, just regular medication. <laughs> we don't want you here. I took an Advil. Get out. Get out. 
Dude, got Adderall in your system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what Adderall does to you? It makes you focus. You know what focus does? It makes you a crazy wrestler. Like me. Vince, you haven't wrestled in years. That's what you think. <laughs> and then just tears off his sh- And then walks out of the ring. And then tears both quads again and goes home. <laughs> no, he rips off his own face to reveal fucking... <laughs> To a real big show under there. <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> he fucking he says he says rip. It's like the fucking Doctor Who aliens, like the green alien people in the skin suits. <laughs> the slithy. <laughs> they like he like makes a slit in his forehead and rips it open, and Big Show just crawls out. It's like Thawne in in Flash season eight. <laughs> Yeah, he tears through himself. <sighs> God. This is how we can save wrestling, Vince. You know what to do. You know what to do. You need to skin yourself. <laughs> and then wrap it around Big Shell. And have him rip through it. <laughs> no one will see it coming. <laughs> if this is an episode of Raw. Where someone goes to Mitchell's office and he's just skinless. <laughs> he's, he's like fucking an Hellraiser. He has no skin. He's just flesh and bone and muscle. And he's just sitting there in his office like nothing's wrong. No clothes either. He's just sitting there. He's just completely naked. He's like, like uh, how can I help you? Because they're just watching in horror. What? Oh, this is normal. It's for a storyline. Don't worry. It's, it's fine. I am in pain. Every day. I watched that movie Martyrs. It inspired me. I now know what lies on the other side. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> we're, we're, we, are, we are slaves. I, I, I am not seeing those pearly gates. I understand that now. There are no pearly gates. It's only hell. It's fire. Join me. (laughs) Undertaker's there. Everyone's just like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And then then the board will be like, hey, he's fine. That's normal. Demon power. It's like, no, guys. He's not well. He's still dying his hair. That pencil thin mustache. It's the funniest shit ever. Oh it my haunts god. Me. He's trying so hard to Walt Disneyfy himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for Vince, everyone has caught wise to Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they know now what he did. And they know his tricks. Who do you they think know is- what he did in that roller coaster? Oh, okay. who do you think is worse, Walt Disney or Vince McMahon? Uh, 
I'm gonna say Walt, but only because I know more of the yeah. dirt that he's done. But Vince is still alive to continue, so he may be worse. Yeah. Vince would actually cut his head off and put it in a frozen jar. Oh, he would. I guarantee you it's in his will. He'd do it for a storyline. He would. He'd have a fucking Dolph Ziggler come out <laughs> and Japan's head for heat. God. Is Jack Swagger still alive? No, he's dead. No, he, okay. he's alive, but he's over in, in AEW. Okay. By his, he goes by his real name, JK. Okay. Because I, I remember there was a time WWE really tried to make Jack Swagger a thing. They tried two times. They tried in 2010 when he won Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, which is what Kofi was supposed to win. Um, well, I'm still mad. Yeah, and then he won the World Heavyweight Championship. That didn't last. And he slipped back down the card. Then he was going to fight Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania. And his gimmick was Fox News. Yeah, I remember. It was, yeah. I'm like, man. And then he, he, got, he got like a DUI and then he slipped plus because of that. He was supposed to win. Which is kind of insane, thinking about it. <laughs> it's trying to say something. Nothing good. Vince, what are, you, what are you trying to say? Don't worry about it. You won't see the vision. But you will. I don't want to. I don't want to see the vision. You will. Close your eyes. Uh, anyway, Vince is fucking insane in case we haven't gotten that across to y'all yeah he's he's a very not a good person at all by any sense of the word not even like a little bit he is um been accused of many many counts of sexual harassment enough that it made him leave the company for an hour Leave, quote unquote. Leave. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, Hunter was basically keeping his seat. Yeah, pretty much. I, I remember when that when that news came out, we were like excited, thinking like, "Oh man, will WWE be good now?" Oh, was for a bit. It was. Didn't they like immediately get someone back? That yeah, they inspired? got. Yeah, they got Braun Strowman back. Yeah. Bray Wyatt back. They and then Vince came back. back and they immediately went away. And Bray Wyatt's done one match. God. Like, come on. Bray Wyatt's so good. He's so cool. It is kind of a weird thing because I feel like... Because people were really liking the part back and he was just being himself. Like, he was talking about himself and being like a person. And then, like, when they were doing the uh, spooky shit again, people were kind of like, uh. Like, he does seem insistent on doing it, which I get. That's part of his gimmick. Right. But it's like. As much as I enjoy it, I I imagine it has gotten stale for people. Yeah, especially because, like, with this new bit of, like, Uncle 
they haven't done anything with it. Right. He just walks around in a in a spooky, funny mask with like a lantern, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, that's cool, but that's all you're done. And then he did a Mountain Dew sponsored gimmick match. No, and that's it. Oh, I don't know where he is at currently, <laughs> buddy. We gotta find you something else. It's time. It's time. Or at least evolve this gimmick so that it's something. Yeah. Because as is, you, you ain't even doing nothing with it. Mm-mm. And Braun, we gotta get you back. Again. We gotta make you good like you were in 20, 2017, 20. I remember, I wasn't even watching at that point. I was hearing how fucking good Braun Strowman was. Have you seen the one where he attacks Roman? And this is like right after Roman beat Undertaker and everyone fucking hated him. Yup. And he attacks Roman so much. Roman gets an ambulance and he's like, I'm not finished with you. <laughs> and then and then he beats him up some more, locks him in the ambulance, and tips the ambulance over. Oh my god. It was How is this man not the face of the company? He should have been. He was he was he was like the hottest thing going in 2017 and 2018. How is he not on the top? Like, and when he turned face, he was only getting better. People, people were loving him. He was funny. He was doing comedy murders. Like, <laughs> like they were doing good shit with him, and then they turned him heel against Roman. Well, that's because Roman had to be the good guy. Uh, of course, he was Superman. They aligned him with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler because he needed. He needed new boyfriends to protect him for some reason. Braun Strowman needed people to protect him. His name is Strong Strongman. (laughs) He doesn't need Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's very... He's very unfortunate. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I like Dolph, but he has nothing. There was a period of time to get his ass kicked. There was a period of time from like 20, 2012 to twenty fifteen, where he was getting really popular. I and remember, people, like yeah. one of the biggest pops of all time was him cashing in his money in the bank to win the world heavyweight championship. I remember that, yeah. And it was everyone was screaming for him because they, they but then he got injured a bit later. Lost, he lost the title again. Yep. And then he eventually turned face, and people were loving him. But then he just just slipped down the card more. He'd be the first guy for for new champions or NXT call ups to beat, and just kind of stunt their momentum. And like, has this whole "it should have been me" has had this whole "it should have been me" air about him. Yeah, Which may or may not be scripted. Real. Yeah, that might that might just be him. That might be the I man. I can't blame him if I that's can't. the case. Yeah, I, I really can't. At a time, it should have, but that time has passed. Yeah, like even if your time passes, you can still come back. Like, look at Kofi Mania. 
right? That, that's true. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, man. I'm so happy Kofi got his time, even if it wasn't the best. Like his, like his run after winning was not booked well at all. And then the first episode of SmackDown on Fox, Bork Laser comes in, hits him with an F5, and, and takes a championship from him. In 10 seconds. In 10 seconds. And then Kofi just forgets about it. Yep, he never brings it up ever again. It's like, bro, you were the champion. It's kind of weird that it was on Fox that that happened. And we had the most Aryan man ever do that. Try to say something, boy? Yeah. It's racist. Just edited in the sound of a gun clicking. (laughs) Yeah, that shit sucked but Kofi Mania was great like even though Kofi had like a very loose position in the New Day he still he didn't give up on his dream when the opportunity opened up for him yeah and it created a very really good match at Wrestlemania at Wrestlemania 35 it was very good yeah a very emotional moment at the end Like wrestling, like like the video by by Super by Z- Super Eye Patch Wolf was it Super Eye Patch uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf Super Eye Patch Wolf. Okay, I thought I don't know why I thought it was like zero zero <laughs> Eye Patch Wolf or something, but okay. That video was talking about wrestling when it's good can be fucking art. Yes, and the thing with Roman demonstrates it beautifully. Like. Man goes from being a very beloved member of the Shield to being the most hated man in the world. Mm-hmm. And now is like one of the favorite heels ever mm-hmm. in one of the most like currently like acclaimed WWE storylines they've done in like decades. Mm-hmm. That whole period of time from like 20, 2015 to 2018 was just like it felt like, or even 2014 to 20, people said it just felt like being in the fucking Twilight Zone. Like, what is happening? Why, yeah, like, why are we doing this? Like, Roman is winning, and clearly, like, he's supposed to be like the the you know underdog, babyface, like superhero man. But everyone hates him, and are cheering for the literal supervillains that are beating him up every night. And, like, people like, saw through it because, like, he he didn't have the skills yet to go for, like, longer matches on his own with veterans. And he didn't have the mic skills yet. No, he did God, I always feel awful looking at old Roman Reigns promos because he is just like me for real there. Where he's just stumbling over every word. Trying to like say the say the cool things, and he's just like uh, through the W championship. I'm suffering succotash. Is who wrote that? I need to talk to them. Vince probably did. Vince, I need to talk in quotation marks, if you will, with a (laughs) do. 
I'm bringing this to the Supreme Court later. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm still pissed off. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I'm not paying it. No. What are they going to do? Take my legs. Okay. I'll get new um, ones. Yeah. I'll take out another loan and get new ones. <laughs> I'll use the money I'm not using to pay my suitor loans to pay for new legs. <sighs> but. Anyway. Like, but, like, and the thing is, people, like, equated it with John Cena, and obviously he was, like, going to be the new John Cena. I mean, 2015, 10 years removed from 2005 when John Cena was first crowned. Roman debuted in 2012. John Cena debuted in 2002. Parallels are there. Yeah. Here's the thing. John Cena knew how to talk. That That's the key difference, is John, while people were getting kind of sick of him after, early on and we're like like boo he just keeps winning he's not it's not fun the man could cut a promo like no one else he even even with the worst grip and characterization he could sell it where he took nothing seriously and made terrible childish jokes he still had charisma he still talked like he knew what he like he knew what he was talking about and it got better with time too Really, the only mistake with John Cena in WWE was when they drafted him to Raw in 2005 because he was yeah. not ready for it. No. Because SmackDown, all the people there were trying to work to be like the, to become the A show. And there was like a lot of high work rate people there who were often overlooked. And John Cena was the, the new up and comer guy getting them a lot of attention. And then they put him on Raw and like, they and he wasn't ready for it because he was going up against like, people like Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, like all these people who are veterans who've been doing this forever and have been built up as like super cool, badass, like super wrestlers. And John is new, he, he's okay, but he's still kind of loosey goosey in, in the ring, like. He's he, this is when he was still just five moves of doom, and there you go. The end. Nope. Had to just had to just had to. <laughs> like, it, it's it's really very, it was very unfortunate. It, that was the biggest mistake. Also, like, he was supposed to turn heel a year later, like in his feud with Edge. Like, what was supposed to happen was that, so you know, the whole thing of like, you know. They were going to do TLC in, in Edge's hometown. You remember yeah. that? And John's like, if you face me one more time and you win, I'll sign this three-year contract to SmackDown, and I'll leave, and you'll never see me again. He was supposed to lose, and when he went to SmackDown, he would have turned heel. But they backed out of it. Same with in 2012. He was supposed to turn heel either during or after his match with yeah, he, he would out. have actually embraced the hate. Yeah. You know, make that storyline mean something. <laughs> like, Be a thing. Instead of just murdering the career of, of a mid-carter. 
fucking Zach was going up. He was he was popular with people. He was a he was a pretty big deal. And then they just made him a jobber, and Kane murdered him like three times for no reason, except fuck you for 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 getting popular on your own. You're supposed to get popular because we want you to. In a company that's like you gotta grab the brass ring. They sure like kicking people down when they grab when they when they grab the brass ring. <laughs> like, business. Oh. But but yeah, like it. Like, the thing with John is that he was at least charismatic. He had a well-defined character, even if it got more watered down as time went on. And he, you know, became a rapper. He was a rapper. Then he was just man with t-shirt and hat. But, but yeah, as, as, time, as time went on, it just... See, just... Uh, but... Yeah, he was supposed to heal. He was supposed to turn heel like two times. Neither of those times panned out. And at a certain point, it was just like, I don't think we can really do that anymore because we've kind of resisted it each time. So it would be the point of doing it again. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. I was just saying, like, reiterating, like, you know, John was supposed to, heal, was supposed to turn heel two times mm-hmm. and never came back. And, or, no, I never came back. You never point. came back. <laughs> well, now that's true, but but what 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 I meant was like he turned heel twice. He didn't turn heel twice. He was supposed to turn heel two times. Neither yes. of those times happened. And at a certain point, he was like, "It'll probably never happen because we resisted it twice already. So what's the point of doing it now that I'm so well defined as a character that kids look up to and whatnot." And the craziest thing is that, like, at, if he turned heel in 2012, they already had a top face that would have fought him with CM Punk. He was right there waiting. It's crazy CM, to think CM Punk was outselling him in merch sales. He was, like, he literally was. He was, he was getting more cheers. He was outselling him. Like, he should have been the next new face of the company if you have to have one. Like immensely well, tried to stay up. Unfortunately, but... he he made shit go too real. What do you what do you mean? He's saying we we're we're bad at business sometimes. What do you we mean he got a section? What do you mean we didn't treat him great? What do you mean we made him wrestle with a staff infection that nearly killed him? What do you mean we cucked him from a from a from a title shot in WrestleMania with John Cena and The Rock. That, it really does feel like they get he might have stayed. Honestly, I think he would have. I think he would have gladly, like, maybe not gladly, but, like, he would have accepted, like, all the past bullshit if they, he, if they gave him that shot that they were, at least in my opinion, very clearly setting up. Mm-hmm. At the very least, like, we knew 
Rock and Cena were going to fight again because Vince can't help himself. But at least to, like, shake it up, I, Punk would have definitely been there to yeah. be the triple threat Rock, and, and probably win. Yeah, like, Dwayne said it was supposed to happen. Like, maybe maybe he wouldn't win, but he was supposed to be in the match. It was going to be a triple threat. But then, but, but like, Vince thought that twice in a lifetime would be more profitable. And I'm like, no, because we already saw the match. We, we already people, saw it. People we already know how it go. Itching to see John beat him. We, we already know how it goes, Vince. And the people who are itching to see him beat him are people who can't pay for this. I.e. kids. <laughs> like, right. It, like, literally. Like, all I had to do was... I would say just turn Punk face again, have them be the triple threat, and have Punk win. Bada bing, bada boom. You would have made infinite money. It would have. No. No. Can't no! No! <laughs> Uh, <sighs> at least Dana Bryan got his moment the year after. He did. Then his brain. Yeah, then his brain. And neck. And neck. <sighs> but. But yeah, so. Um. We might let's talk about like one general aspect wrap before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the general aspect, I mean like the Undertaker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your favorite match of his of his like WrestleMania, if you can remember? Either, either the one with Shawn Michaels, where like. I forget which which WrestleMania this was, but it was like it wasn't like too too long ago. But uh although maybe I guess now th- yes. That one or the one with Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the referee. Which Yeah. That should have been his last one. It really should have been. That should have been the end. Like Cause what else are you gonna do with him after that? Nothing, because that it was a perfect twenty and zero. Like yeah, that was it. That was the perfect one. Yeah, no, I I agree. We're very both are very good. The retirement match with Sean was very good. Shame that uh, he hasn't had a good match since. 20, he hasn't had a good match since twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. It should have been the end. It should. It like, should have been. Like, bro could only do one match at this point. Like, he was full time until 2010. He was falling apart. He's more machine but, now than man. He's <laughs> like, we like the Undertaker. Can he still wrestle? You see him in a hospital bed, hooked up to like 16 different tubes. Like, more machine on the man. Yeah, kinda. Did you watch that video? Yeah. Goldberg <laughs> nearly killed him. He did. That would have been it. 
His expression said it all. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. He knew. He knew. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, like... And it... So, if we had to do the Brock Lesnar thing, yeah, fine. Let him beat it. That's fine. After that, Undertaker has served his purpose. Yeah. And, like, even then... Even then, like... Why would you have Brock in this? Brock doesn't need that. He's already big, strong meat man who can beat anybody. All they need to do is the match where he murdered John Cena for 15 minutes. Like... (sighs) Why did he have to be the one to do it? Do you think it was, like, meant people theorize whether or not, like, the streak was supposed to end? Do you, do you think do you think it was, it was a fluke, or do you think, like, that was a plan? Honestly, it's a very big toss-up. I, I'm personally of the opinion that it wasn't supposed to end that night, if only because... I don't think Paul Heyman could have acted that reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, that was genuine shock on his face. Yeah. Even Brock, he's like, wait, what? And, I and did even, it. even Undertaker's sitting there like, what? What happened? I cocked out. Did I win? <laughs> did I win? <laughs> he's just sitting in a pool of blood. But yeah, I, I'm of the opinion it wasn't supposed to happen. I think he was supposed to kick out of that, but his brain broke. Yeah, he couldn't do it in time. So by the time it happened, it was too late, and both of them, all three of them, were just standing there going, "I guess that happened." <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, See you the next thing week. is that live, the bell didn't ring when Brock yep. beat him. They put that in after. Yup, because it wasn't because it wasn't supposed to happen yet. Like, at the very least, that was not... If, if, if the streak was supposed to end that night, it wasn't supposed to end there. Yeah, that wasn't meant to be the finish. Like... It was supposed to go on for way longer. Yeah. And, like, they did have a 21 in 1 graphic... So like, like just just in case, I guess. Maybe who knows? Uh, may, again, maybe it was genuinely the plan, and I just don't know. Like, sh- sure, whatever. Fine. It could be, but it's more fun to think about it. It's, just it, it's more fun to think about. This is actually like one of the worst accidental botches known to man. Undertaker concussed himself, and Brock was like, "Okay, I win. I win." Raw. <laughs> um, as he's eating the belt. But it really sucks because in 2016, Undertaker was supposed to have a have his final match. At least I'm pretty sure his final. But it was supposed to be him versus John Cena in a full in a full match, like mm-hmm. a full complete, not a GIF like it was at WrestleMania 34, where no. it was like a last second thing, and Undertaker no, just like, came in and like squashed. An- 
actual fight. Because that was the only thing left. For... It's the only thing left for both of them, really. For both of them, yeah. Like it, and the only reason it didn't happen is because John had a shoulder injury. So instead, they decided, Bork. Oh, okay, Shane, go fight the Undertaker in that in Hell in a. And Shane's like, what? There's also when Vince said, fuck on live TV. Nice. He said into a live mic, it's one last chance to give you a, f- a fucking beating. Good. This is, a, this, is a, this is a normal man. He's okay. He knows what he's doing. He do. What, what do you mean he doesn't know? <laughs> Does he know? Does he know? No. No, he does not know. <laughs> Dead. Uh, it is sad to see how far he's fallen. Like, not like I'm not gonna say like to become like a redneck Blue Lives Matter supporter because I mean you probably always that, but like oh yeah, I mean, in terms of, I mean in terms of like you know as a performer. He just yeah. would not stop because he wants one more classic before he retires. But like, Bro, it's impossible. We can't do it. You, you can't last long enough to get that. Like he tried with Bray. He tried with Shane. Tried with Roman. None of those worked. The Roman one depresses me the most. It just looks like a young you, dude killing an old man. Like you could tell even Roman doesn't like it because mm-hmm. he's like like even ignoring the crowd booing him he's like this isn't a fucking match like like what i it's burned into my head when undertaker tried to do the sit-up thing that he always does when he gets knocked down he sits right back up like michael myers he does it and then something in him pops and he just falls over because he's over 50 years old. He can't do it no more. He can't. He's a man. He is not an undead wizard, as fun as that is to imagine. He is a human being from Texas. Just like Joel. <laughs> when Joel became the Undertaker. <laughs> So I provided for Sarah. <laughs> Honestly, you think he's a contractor? Nah, he's a fucking wrestler. I'd pay. I'd pay good money for for a movie starring Pedro Pascal as Mark Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> we we have improved him. We had the technology. We have, we have improved on the Undertaker model. How so? We made him Pedro. <gasps> Perfect. No flaws. It, w- it was fun because, like, when when he and John had their like match, quote unquote, at Mania Thirty Four, he was looking a lot better, like he a was. lot more spry. It's also because it was like three minute match. Yeah, like, it was it was ten seconds, so he didn't have to he didn't have to worry. But still, he looked better. You know. He did. But then he just kept going. He 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 and Shawn Michaels came out came out of retirement 
for for a Saudi Arabia show. I don't know. I've heard the tales of how horrible that went. It's bad. Wasn't it like him and Kane versus Triple H? Yeah, DX versus Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, I'm like, guys, it's not the '90s anymore. It's, it's not even. It's not the 2000s anymore. <laughs> You're all old and busted. It didn't work. They they. Sean, you melted like a wax figure. You're bald. I love you, but you're like, you're old, old. Bald. 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 My eyes! <laughs> and then Kane's mask fell off during the match. If you're gonna have Kane wear the mask, you can't have it just flop off. Yeah. You either go bald Kane or mask Kane. You can't go mm. from one to the other in the middle of a fight. Yeah. That's Ugh. how you break him. Well, all, and you're, though to be fair, you broke him forever with the corporate Kane shit. Still into real life because now he's a Republican. Yup. Isn't he like governor or something? Like a mayor of Knox County. Fuck him. When he saw like them doing a thing for Pride at a AEW. He said, get woke, go broke on Twitter. (sighs) You belong in hell. (laughs) Go. (sighs) It is sad when you find out some of these guys are actually, like, scum. Uh, Because I used to love Kane. He was, like, one of my favorites, because he was big, scary monster man who always lit the arena on fire. Yeah, and, and had that had that theme song by Finger Eleven. Yeah. And I will, I will, his original mask is probably my favorite one of his. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I just think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot more than the bald cane or the kind of halfway mask that he had during the time I was watching live. Like, I didn't mind that mask, though. Like, it was fine, mm-hmm. but they gotta cover the full face. It looks, like, it looks like the same material that they made the Universal Championship out of. Which is the same material they made the Flash suit out of. Skinned humans. Damn right. Where, where, do, you think, where do you think Vince got it from? <laughs> Bringing it back. <sighs> All those jobbers that Ryback killed. <laughs> they said to the meat grinder. To the skinner. <laughs> the skinner. God. It, it just looks like the fucking go home machine from across the Spider Verse, but it just peels off your skin. The spider that just peel your skin off bit by bit. God, that's horrible. <sighs> and that's how they make the title belts, everyone. The end. Now you know where titles come from. Think twice before you challenge challenge someone for a title. They'll skin your babies. Skin your babies. I skin infant baby. 
as a joke, but that was from like a meme on Twitter. <laughs> Thor, I skin infant babies. You know that one, right? <laughs> yep. <sighs> All right. I think it's a good place to end it. Yeah, I was about to say I'm I'm about ready to to wrap up. I gotta go eat. Me too. But uh, yeah, any any last thoughts you got on anything? Uh, not nothing specific. Just I'm for all its ups and downs. I am glad to be back into wrestling like this, mm-hmm. you know. And I look forward to talking about it more <laughs> on this show whenever whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Because it's fun. And we'll probably do stuff like uh, like in the future about like specific topics or whatnot. Boulder Mania. Boulder Mania. <laughs> Every year. Every year. It's just us making our predictions of how wrestling's going to go for that year. And we watch, and then we recap the previous year going, so we got everything wrong. So we got everything wrong. Um, Vince watches the show to find out what, what, not, what to not to do. So that means we got to start making bad predictions. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We got to game the system. Exactly. Before the system games up. <sighs> all right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in for this episode of Boulder Punch. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to hear more wrestling episodes from us, let us know on Twitter. Our Twitter is at Boulder Punch Pod. You can get updates on episodes and stuff. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week, probably talking about the Spider-Man One movie game. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.